Dennis with me as always is Nathaniel Dennis and Eric. How's it going, guys? Going good. It's going well. Hello. Cool. Uh, yeah, so we were originally going to record last night, which would have been Sunday night, but we had some technical errors, so, you know, it's only been a month since we've done a show anyway, so I figured we'd probably better get at least one more show in before the end of the year, so nothing like wait until literally the 30th of the... Sneak it in. <laughs> Correct. Sneak one, sneak one more show in. I feel in like we should pop a bottle of champagne, though. Eh, maybe no? next, maybe next, uh, maybe next episode. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's more champagne for me. <laughs> I don't drink champagne, but I've got uh, cranberry ginger ale. So how's that? Is that good? <laughs> and when I did open it, it sprayed everywhere because apparently it was shook up, and I had no idea. So that was that was nice. I had That's to change shirts. The and, best. Uh, I was so I was standing there at the sink talking to Nikki, and I opened it up, and we're in the middle of talking, it just goes. I just close it up, set it down, just pull my shirt off and go, I'll be back. <laughs> it's just was she fun. laughing at you the whole time? No, she just gave me this weird side eye look. It was, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, I was a mess. So yay, yay, yay. So, but, uh, what we usually like to do on the last show before new year's is we like to talk about the games that we played in 2019, not necessarily games that came out in 2019 just the games that we played in 2019 and some of the ones that uh we really liked i'm hoping maybe next episode if we have time is maybe try to pick out a couple games that we thought that was games of the decade because i don't think we've ever done a decade show I don't think something i've thought about for a while it's very difficult there's yeah there's so much stuff that came out in the past 10 yeah. years that i to think about really think really long and tough about like what games made kind of an impact on yeah, I'd have to go back on like the early like five first five or six years again and be like, wait, what came out then? Yeah. What were the great games? How they compare to the ones now? Oh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff to yeah, go through. It is, it's a lot of stuff. And that's like, well, it'll be two weeks before we do another show, so that'll give us give us plenty of time to think and dwell on it anyway. I've 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 actually been making lists the last couple of years because it is something that I, you know, kind of want to you know, go back to and always kind of look at it in terms of like, what was 2017 like? Yeah. Oh, that was my game of the year. Okay. Yeah, and that's like, oh. A while, but I used to keep track of the games I beat every year and it wasn't very many, yeah. but I was like, oh, so I can like, you know, think about this and like go back and think about what I really like, what I invested a lot of time in and then wonder, oh, why? I never beat that game because I got stuck one time. Yeah. I just got bored. <laughs> I, that was, I know a lot of people do that. I have never, I've never done that because a lot of times, I don't beat a ton of games anymore. It, yeah. it depends. It depends on the game, you know. Um, kind of like me, where it's there's so many good games. I want to play a lot of stuff that most of the time, unless the game really, really grabs me, right? I can finish it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, a lot of them are like log Red Dead. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, no, and I need to, and I want to get back. I want to finish playing that game. So you know. I'm, like right now there's like three or four games i'm trying to juggle at one time and it's like well if I'm, I'm almost done with this and then i've got to finish star wars and then i haven't even popped in shenmue other than shenmue 3 to install it so i haven't even booted it up to yeah, see you know I installed it and i was like ah well i gotta play other stuff yeah it's like man it just came out at a really rotten time for me anyway because you know i had a lot going on and i've been a lot on the road but you know hopefully hopefully here soon it won't be too bad but anyway well, we just talk about what we've been playing. Um, I don't know. 
I don't remember how we usually do this. If somebody just wants to go first, and we just kind of chime in on what games that we've uh, you know played, both all of us have played, and then kind of wrap up at the end. Or Nathaniel, what's you? Is, what's that? Huh? What? Hey, what? Instead, the good news is it doesn't look like all of these games we played are all of them are from 2019. So no, so most. My list is probably about 75% 2019 and then some from other years. Like, I played a lot of other games that were from other years. Yeah. I just didn't put them on my list. I yeah. made a list of all the games I actually played and beat this year. Um, but everything that I have listed, though, for my top 10, I try. I did try to keep it for everything for this year, though. Um, yeah. it's Sometimes it's hard because, you know, especially me, backlogs are – my backlog is deep, deep backlog. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> You know, especially when Nintendo sent out that email you know, the other day with, this is how many hours you've played. This is how many games that you bought this year. And I went, oh, I bought 93 Switch games this year, and I played 92 hours. Okay, that sounds about like, that right, sounds about right. right. And the the thing is, too, like when I was looking at that list, too, there's still a lot of games that I have that I like that are still in the shrink wrap, too, so not even including those, you know, so... It was. I saw that, and I was just like, I don't know whether to think this is cool or where, whether this is like Nintendo being like, "Hey, get help, yeah. get help." Yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't know how accurate that is because you know, the, the, Nikki said the other day, she's like, "Well, I don't have a lot of games." I said, "There are a hundred games down here on this shelf that you could choose from. They don't have to be right. specifically yours. I don't carry all those games with me at one time. I only carry <laughs> like four. So you know, it's like." Yeah, you know, so then I went down and I like okay, let me let me count. And I was just I was like, holy crap, there's like 110 games down here. How did I buy? When did I buy all these games? <laughs> when did I buy all this stuff? Yeah. Well, and a lot of bad things is is oh, this is on sale. Let me just grab it. Oh, I'll put it on the shelf. I'll play it eventually. You know, it's like, and I do that crap all the time with with games. And you know, but I guess that's how you amass a collection. It's not always you you'll play all like, of it. But. Where I've seen some people do this on like cheap ass gamers. The first like six months to like take a pack, they're not going to buy anything. Right, like five bucks or less. I'm like, that's pretty cool, but I'm like, I couldn't last more than a couple of months. I'm like, oh, that game. Yeah, I want to. I want to play it last year. Now it's on sale for twenty dollars. Okay, I'll buy it. I'll get to it sometime. Yeah, that's usually what happens to me. It's like, oh, I'll buy it when this and that and that. And, that. and you know, it's like Control. I bought Control, played about halfway through it, and then you know, because I got it on a really good deal, and I maybe got yeah. Was that that? Was that that Target deal? <clears throat> yeah, which they were doing that yeah. again this week, I think. Really? Uh, yeah. I, oh, I got a bunch of gift cards. I better go look. I think it's twenty five percent off if you do in store pickup, and then it's another five no, percent if you use your red. So. Yeah. So, but you know it's like yeah and i really enjoyed it but i just never oh there's some tape never mind so something that caught my eye that i was looking for <laughs> i got stuck i got stuck on the a boss fight and i after like an hour i like looked at all these strategies like online and a couple of different youtube videos you know what yeah I'm done for now yeah i'll eventually pick it back up again but you know there's yeah i'll, I'll circle back around to it like metro exodus I bought that game. I see that's on Computer's list. I bought that game with the last of my Gamers Club unlocked. I think I got it for like $35. It had been out for like three or four weeks. I'm like, I love the Metro series. I'm going to play this. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's still on my shelf in the shake round yeah. of that game. I'm like, oh, I want to finish the other two. Well, and eventually, it'll, I say it'll slow down. Like right now, in January, there's no games coming out, physically anyway, that I want to buy that I know yeah. of off the top of my head. February, there's a couple. That's it. You're getting what? I'm just getting Dragon Ball. That's my game for uh, January. Gotcha, That's yeah. It. yeah, I'm a big Dragon Ball fan, so I have to. I, yeah. I can't help it. Even if I told myself I'm not going to, like I would still yeah. do it. Like, oh, like subcon- probably in my sleep. I would. 
Well, that's like Yakuza. I'm buying the Yakuza collection oh, in well, February. That's happening, absolutely. But I've already yeah. bought them. I've already bought them digitally. So it's like you know, right, right. <laughs> Here I am, you know, already got them digitally, but I'm still going to buy physically because I want it. So you that's know, right. So here we are. But anyway, oh, I was going to see here. I was going to see if I could fix. <laughs> Let's go see if I can fix uh, Dennis. Dennis's video is. Oh yeah, why, why am I? <laughs> <laughs> I can't fix it. I don't know. I don't know if it's on my end or your end. But that's all right. If, if you if you get it fixed, it'll it'll work. I mean, I'm excited for Cyberpunk. No, it's not on me. I mean, it looks fine here. It's just on yeah, the uh, <laughs> on Twitch. Jam. I can't wait yeah yeah that doesn't come out to what march or april april April. gotta save some time and some money <laughs> yeah my wife's like what do you want to do for this year for vacation i'm like i need to take a week off when this game comes out. yeah well luckily my boss <laughs> called today and said oh by the way you don't have to come into work till you know you don't have to go back to work till next monday so i'm like oh good i got another week off okay good i've got more time to play games so <laughs> we're all good there so awesome so, but somebody go ahead and start their list while I try to fix Dennis here. See what's going on on this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know either. I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead. All stream right. will look so weird, but is, you know what? Stream will just look weird for a minute. My list is made up of stuff from you know this year and the last year and a little bit before that. I'll start out with the stuff that's older. Uh, for the first time this year, despite owning it on PlayStation Three and PS Four, I played Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the first time uh-huh. ever. Never played on PS1, never tried, you know. I heard great things about it for years. I was pretty impressed, you know. Graphically, it's it holds up okay. Uh, Spider works really good, and I'm having a pretty good time. I don't play it that much. Maybe, oh, no, 10, 15 minutes at a time when something else is, you know, I just have time to drop in and play right. it. Um, let's see. Uh, for the first time this year, I tried PlayStation VR. And on that, the only one I put a lot of time into, two games, Astrobot and then Until uh, Dawn, Rest of the World. I have like 20 VR games, and I did not put any of them on the list because I've played about half of them and only beat one of them. So. <laughs> I also played uh, some more Horizon Chase Turbo, which I really haven't played much of recently, but I had a lot a lot of fun with that game. Uh, Dead Cells, got back in that a little bit in the summer, especially when I went to PAX and they... Talk about the new DLC that was coming out, and kind of like that Game of the Year edition. Yeah. Um, I played something on my list that's been on my list for a very long time. Was uh, Dragon Quest Rocket Slime? It's for DS. Yeah. Uh, it is. My friend warned me. She said it's really grindy. You're probably not going to like it, but you like Zelda, so maybe you will like it. And yeah, I've been pretty pretty impressed so far. So I thought it was a great game to play on the plane. Grind away, your little yeah. slimes doing your little weird thing. But let's see. Um, I only played, like, put one game on the Switch here. Super Bloody Hockey, which was a pretty fun game that we got for review, which is eh, kind of like, I mean, Blades of Steel meets NBA Jam. It's pretty fun. Uh, okay. I played a lot of Salt and Sanctuary this summer on Switch. Oh, the other Switch game. That was, that was a lot of fun. Again, I got stuck on a couple of boss fights, and I kind of gave up. But I'd be interested in getting back to finishing it. Let's see. Red Dead 2. Played some more of that. But I can't get past the epilogue, or I gave up the epilogue. I played a lot of Division 2 this spring and summer multiplayer, and I finished some of that, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, Battlefield 5. Played some of that this summer. 
Ion Fury is a great game for PC. I've never played it. Made by the guys. Made by id. Yeah. But it's a pixel-based, uh, or I would say it's... An FPS looks a lot like Doom, if you can get past the... Uh, it didn't actually make me nauseous either, so... It was, it was pretty fun. And then I guess the top four on my list, in particular order, would be Control. Great game. Challenging. But fun. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I think I might have actually broke part of my control. Part of my PS4 controller, thanks to control. Uh, <laughs> you take it apart and, like, tinker with something. That's okay. Or Triggers? Was it not... triggers? Did you break triggers? No, it's one, one that sticks exactly up. Oh, okay. No, not, I don't break the triggers, but I'm like, well, I can take it apart and fix it. And if I break it further, well, I have another one. I have another PS4 controller I've never actually used. Yeah, I actually have three now. <laughs> Because I ended up yeah, buying that one for like $25 at Walmart yeah, the other day. For like $25 or $30, yeah. you might as well buy an extra, right? Fresh battery, ready to go. Well, I, I was using it for Apple TV, um, for uh, Apple Play, or what, Apple yeah, Arcade, or like, whatever they call it. That's why I have like three DualShock 3s. One for the PlayStation TV, one and two for the Pi. Right. But uh played well, a lot of Spider-Man. Spider-Man was one of the only games this year that really, really sucked me in. Start to finish. I like how everything was visible on the map, and I never got bored. I never got frustrated. I rebought the game, or I bought the game of the year edition on Black Friday because it was fifteen bucks. Wet, so, but I haven't got back around to that. But once I figured out the combat, I couldn't stop that. Yeah, I played that a lot last year. It was best. That's so good. Yeah, I don't think I fired it up since last Christmas. I think that's the last time I fired it up. And I've got all that DLC that I haven't I think I got it. When, it. when I got it, I think it was 25 or 30 bucks. But I finished it, and I was like, I should buy the DLC. And it was, DLC was like 20 or 25. Yeah. I have played a lot of Borderlands 3. Probably, I don't think anyone else has played much of this, but mm-hmm. I am probably, I mean, my friends play. I don't know, 40? I haven't played in a couple of weeks, but... It's fun to go play with a group of friends. It's yeah. terrible to play by yourself. Yeah. Right? Unlike Borderlands 2, it's not very much fun by yourself. I can't Borderlands 2 by yourself was fun. So is Borderlands 1 for me. Yeah. Borderlands 3 or the pre sequel by yourself. I'm like, Those are the games I like to yeah. play with friends, though. Is Borderlands. Oh, they're way better with friends for yeah. sure. Or I like to play. Uh, that's that's why I haven't played Gears Five yet because I like to play Gears. I like to play the Gears games co-op with with friends and yeah. haven't had time to get together with anybody to play through the Gears. campaign. Yeah. Outer Outer Worlds is the last one on my list. That if I had to pick a game of the year, it would it would come between that and Spider Man. Outer Worlds. I've only opened it this weekend. I already put like fifteen hours into it. Yeah, I'm having such a good time. It is. Fallout 3, New Vegas, everything I wanted, more colorful, and I can do whatever I want pretty much. Yeah, I, I like Outer Worlds a lot. I'm probably, somehow, I, it was one of those games that I went, I'm not going to do all the side quests, I'm just going to go through the main quest, get it over with, so I can move on to something else, and I literally spent like <laughs> seven hours on one planet the other day doing all the side quests. It was like, yeah. uh, I think it was Monarch, is. The, the planet's big. That yeah, that was just, there were so yeah. many quests to do on that planet. And then and all the side quests are really good, too. Yeah. Like the writing in that game makes yeah, everything worth doing. interesting dialogue. And I try to, there's ah, so many fun, different, you know, there's a, a play style for everybody. You can be, like, smart and, you know, just use dialogue and science to get through everything. You can be like me and steal from everybody and then, you know, try to try to straddle the gray area, be, you know, 
don't be too good. See, I'm. I haven't done a. I haven't. I've, I've been pretty straight and narrow, and I, I do. I get high ranking with these people, high ranking for these people, and then you get to the point where you have to choose between this or that, and then I'm yeah. like, crap, I don't want to, or I want to do it this. Like I got to one part and I wanted to go help them, but I couldn't because I'm guessing my wasn't high enough, or I did something to drop my. Regulars. I was like, well, just screw them over. <laughs> With the companions and like the cycles, a little bit of like Mass Effect 2. That's right. When I was kept thinking, I was playing, I'm like, that's really interesting because you know, you're trying to do stuff. And I know that like New Vegas and Fallout 3 had some companion quests, but this is way more like in depth. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like they took New Vegas and then smushed in a lot of the companion quest type stuff from the Mass Effect series, except not quite as deep. Yeah. yeah. But still pretty deep especially for a couple of the characters some really good it's, uh fun quest lines right. like for like 30 or 35 dollars since black friday and i think it, i think at one time it even might have gotten below 30 you should at 30 dollars you should just pick it up yeah i mean, I mean it's so it. good that i don't regret paying full price for it yeah, even though i could have done game pass to get it yeah and that's what I did. I did Game Pass yeah. to get it, but I would have been more than happy to pay, you know, sixty dollars or whatever the asking price was when it came out. I'm more than happy to pay for it. So, it just happened to be that I've still had GameFly or GameFly had Game Pass. So it was like, well, that's just one less game right now. I won't have to buy, you know, yeah. or buy it on sale just to have a physical copy of it. You know, when it's real cheap, just to say, hey, you know, I got it. So, but yeah, so. I do do That's like Outer Worlds. That's it for you. Man, yep. You went through that. You went through that I list did. pretty fast. But I was busy with trying to get data <laughs> squared around, so I must have missed some of them because yeah, we had I had control. Um, I did play a lot of Division Two. I had not finished it. Um, I was playing with the guys, and then I got busy with work, and then they kept playing. So by the time I came back, they were like done and way up here, and I was still way back everything. there. So. I haven't finished everything with it yet, so... But looking through... Yeah, Super Horizon... Or Horizon Chase Turbo was really good. That's why I put one so of the other games on my list. fun to play, like... You just like the music and the driving. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and there's been some DLC come out for that here recently, so... Uh, to try out, so... All right. I wish I would have gotten the physical version of that. Yeah, I wanted to get it, too, on the Switch. Wait, I just... I never did. It was one of the small companies, right? Yeah, but you could get it on Amazon. Amazon had it. It's still on my wish list. But um, All right, go ahead, Nathaniel. You could go next. <laughs> I actually ranked mine out. Cause, yeah, you I did. I is, like doing that. I was going to say, so is that your final <laughs> ranking there? Your one through uh, I ranked mine too. 15? I so that's your, that's your final ranking. Yeah. And most of these are from 2019. There's a few on there that are not from 2019 that I also included that I played for the first time this year, so it's like new to me. Right. Yeah, but uh, I have I listed out like 15 is what I ended up with after narrowing down a little bit. Uh, so I have a. I'll start from the bottom, move up. Children of Morta is like the number 15 on my list. That game yeah. was a lot of fun. I have heard a lot about that. It's, it sounds really really cool. I've yet to pick it up. Yeah, I talked about it on the show before. It's kind of got a fun uh, narrative aspect to it where it's got some voiceover in between your runs because it's a roguelite. So you're going into these dungeons, and then when you die, you come back out, but there's some stuff where you can you know, keep your progression and ex- 
you know give you a better chance the next time you go through and uh you have your different characters that you unlock as you go through and they each have different abilities so it's just a very good version of a roguelite yeah. so if you like those kind of games you should definitely check out children of morta it's a lot of fun yeah that's all it's on my list yeah then moving up to 14 with Wargroove. We played that earlier in the year. That game was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, we actually talked about that on the show. Yep. I've been wanting yeah. to play that. I have that. I think that's on Game Pass I played it like a bit, as well. but I never got back to it. It is on Game Pass. If you want it on PC, I believe I still have a extra PC code. Ooh, I think that. That when we were doing our review earlier in the year, this yeah i ended up with a pc code and i just bought it on switch because yeah. it's really fun to play on the switch yeah it really is yeah um, yeah so i have it in two places i played it mostly on the switch i played a little on the pc yeah but yeah it's got that fun kind of cartoony art style to it and it's got a nice sense of humor to it that's really fun in all the different cutscenes, but also just the gameplay the strategic gameplay is really really good it's a lot of fun I don't think I ever finished it. I should go back and finish. I think I yeah, maybe yeah, thirds of the way through. I got pretty that's deep, what the, but that's what like kept me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely that's how they were kind of selling that game. Yeah, I ended up buying it physically, even though they they sent us codes for the. I ended up buying it on Switch because they had some deluxe version with the soundtrack and the and a manual, which was more like a guidebook. It was really really cool, so it was worth picking up just to have. <coughs> yeah. Uh, my next game up is Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, that's a good one. Too. Oh that yeah, really I good. Attacks. I was I was kind of interested, even though I was terrible at it. I like it because it's Zelda. I like it because it's uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, yeah. and those two things mushed together it just work perfectly. It's kind of like Crypt of the Necro Dancer, except less difficult, but a bit more difficult than what like a Zelda game typically is, right. especially if you're not into the like you know rhythm play that it uh kind of gets if you got if you can keep a beat and you're moving around it's not that difficult to do right. for the most part except some of the bosses got a little bit difficult but nothing insane but just the music in the game is what makes it worth playing that and the arts the art's really good too yeah it really is i i actually have it on switch too and i've i've only played this much of it so but what i played of it i really really like yeah, it's like, hey, look what happens when Nintendo lets other people play with their properties. We've yeah, had yeah, some right. other examples. This is just the latest one of it because we had like the Rabbids game. Yeah. And that one was a good this one. This one is like, do it more often, guys. Yeah. Really cool stuff that's come out of it. Yeah. I, I still I still always point at Starlink, too, being the best you know, Star Fox game never made. Yeah. Yeah, those Starlink, <laughs> those Fox missions yeah. in Starlink were really great. And you could play the whole yeah. game as, you know, Fox. But that's right. Oh, that's exactly what I did. It yeah, was I did too. Yeah, it was like, yep, <laughs> this, is, this is the best Star Fox game I've played. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get it for like $5 somewhere. Somebody had it for 6 bucks or something like that. Something crazy. Uh, that's correct, because I just, <laughs> I just did it the other day just because I was like, okay, at this point, you're just giving it away. Fine, I'll take it just for the R-Wing alone, $5. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's like I ended up buying all the ships. GameStop had them on clearance for, they were like 80% off or something stupid. I think I paid Jesus. like $3 a ship or something like that right. just to have them. It was like, I don't even need them because I bought it all digitally instead of buying That's the, the thing, toys, yeah, because but... the digital deluxe edition gives you everything. You don't need the yeah. toys or anything, but it was just like, it's nice to have it. If you're giving it away at that point, it's like, yeah, yeah sure. It's like, eh, why not? I'll take it just to have these cool little spaceships sitting around the room. Right. So, of course, now I don't know where we'll put them, but that's beside the point. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're still in the boxes because I'm like, I don't know where to put you right now. <laughs> 
anyway, sorry, got got away from what what Nathaniel was talking yeah. about there. <laughs> then we've got an older game for my number twelve spot, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Yeah, that game I have my issues with it, but overall, it's still like I played a ton of time in that game, just sneaking around the desert, sneaking the bases and stuff. Bored. But it was one of those games. Well, I think I got stuck and I got distracted by other games. Not bored because I was interested in the game, interested in the story. It's one of those games where I got smoking good deal on it, like like right after it came out. And I'm yeah, like, the I story I didn't care. It was the gameplay that was making me stay with that game. Just all the different variety of all the different tools that you can get and all the like, different companions Once and stuff. Again, it was just a lot of fun. With Metal Gear, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> just like in four, because four was the first one I played, and it was like. So I know who the snake guy is, but I don't know anything else. I'm still well, I mean, right. <laughs> to be fair, you could be super steeped in Metal Gear lore and yeah. play a Metal Gear game and yeah, still be like, I don't know what half is going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Until you like go d- delve into wikis later and all, all the other stuff that everybody analyzes it. And you're like, okay, now I think I know what's going on. <laughs> and even then, you're not 100% sure if you know what's going yeah, on. You're like, wait, who's a clone? Who's not a clone? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I need someone just to break it down for me, the whole thing. <laughs> point A to point B. So uh, number 11 on my list was Metro Exodus. That game was really, really good. Yeah. Like, And I played through the first two games before going into this one, and it, the jump between those is insane, just like graphically, gameplay-wise the only thing that didn't really improve is the voiceover the accents are still pretty terrible but <laughs> it's still a really really fun game like, for all the stuff that they had in there with the open areas and stuff just that series needed yeah. to kind of step forward from being kind of the linear corridor thing but it still kept everything about it that's metro because it still has a lot of these fun underground areas that you're going through and all the crazy mutants and stuff right it was really good. Now, did you have it? Did you play it on a S or you have an X? Do you have an X? I have an X. X. Okay. That's yeah. Right. I, it I came because I got the Metro Exodus edition when I bought my Xbox earlier this that's year. That's what I thought. And I could not remember if it was an S or if you got the, the X. So, yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I spent all this money on a big TV. Might as well spend the little extra to get well, the yeah. X on it, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that game looks gorgeous with like the HDR on it and everything. It's one of the best looking games on any console or yeah. PC or anything. It's got like the lighting system in that game is what makes it a lot like all the rest of it detail wise is great too, but the lighting in that game, even without the HDR, would be really, really good. Yeah. And I think that's part of what makes many games stand out is if they have a really great lighting system. It looks so much better than if it's just, you know, like, okay. Right, that's right. It's kind of that extra icing on the top that makes all those polygons that you have, like, look prettier. Yep. Yep, you're right. Absolutely right. But yeah, especially in that game, though, it's really noticeable because you have a lot of, like, high contrast where you're in a dark area with, like, a bright light or bright glowing objects, so HDR and everything really makes it pop. Right. Uh, let's see, number 10 on my list is another like older game by year. I think it was 2018 it came out, but Thronebreaker, the uh, Witcher um, single-player RPG that's based Card on game, the right? cards. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not the Gwent game, but it has kind of a similar system that they've kind of you know, played with it. And the most impressive thing with that is like every single encounter in that game is done by the cards, and yet every single one is different. Right. 
So they put enough little like weird spins on the rules or just different units that you get at different times throughout the game that it's always feeling different. It never felt repetitive, and that was like surprising to me. Plus, the story is really, really good, like well told. Yeah, and it's mostly just like two D art and some speech balloons and some voiceover and stuff in there. But it's, it's not on really, Switch, is it? Really good. I I don't think Thronebreaker so. is on Switch because I feel like that game would be a good fit if anything. It would be difficult to get it to run on Switch well. They could, oh. they would have to like put a lot of work into it. They could do it. I mean, you got right. three working on there, so why not this? Sure, but sure. It's very heavy on the art, and okay. it's got a lot of animations and stuff in it, too. So it's just... Oh, okay. I haven't looked too much into it, so I didn't know it was that like, complex. I mean, it's like on the surface, it's not, but it's just got enough going in there that with the details and all the animations and some of the cards are animated oh, right. and all that stuff adds up i think that you could do a switch version it would just you have to put the work in to do it yeah, who knows maybe they are you never know yeah never know they could look what they did with the witcher on <laughs> yeah no, right <laughs> which apparently uh witcher 3 is one of the most played games on steam again to I where it's been played that. more than launch day yeah that's right yeah, that's great. because of like the series and all that stuff like bringing witcher up in everybody's mind again they were almost like, at hey, 94 000, i think was the peak almost yeah it's crazy yeah. it's like hey it had a big launch and it's still more than launch sure yeah. why not well, like that game great. is it reminds me a lot of like gta 5 where it just doesn't stop selling yeah. no matter what People just buy it. Yeah, and it's doing it without having the multiplayer stuff that GTA Five has to right. kind of keep people coming right. into it. This is just like Witcher Three is a really great game. You should play it. Oh, hey, I've heard about this game. It's fifteen bucks on sale now. I'll buy it and play it. You yeah, know, like exactly. new people get it that way. Have you? Did you watch? I guess you've probably already watched the entire series. Oh yeah, I watched all the Witcher Netflix thing. It's great. I've, it's I've only watched the extra first episode. great. It's extra great if you've read the short stories because it's kind of based on the short stories for this season, or at least some of them. So, like, The Last Wish is an episode, and then some other ones from, you know, all of the... I think it's... I don't know if it's both short story collections or not, because there's only eight episodes, so it's not every single one, but there's definitely several episodes where I'm like, most of that is that short story, most of that is that one. And it does a lot of kind of jumping around in time and also jumping around in time between different character storylines that they're intercutting. So like this character is having something going on and then you cut to a scene over here where it's Geralt and hit, they're not simultaneous. Right. Yeah. I'd like but to, if I'm you just... hadn't read them, you might not have, you might not notice it until like later on. You're like, Oh, okay. That's something they showed me in the first episode, but this is before it because Hey, that <laughs> the first episode, that kingdom is on fire and here we're back in it again. <laughs> So this yeah. is before. Uh, see, I've only I only watched the first episode the other night. Yeah. I, I scoped it out because Nikki kind of doesn't like some of the gory. She likes that kind of setting, but she doesn't like the gore and the blood. So I was like, well, let me watch the first episode and like then it. go. And go. Let's see if she'll like it. No, she won't like it. So. Nope. It's very much dark fantasy, yeah. and it's just as bloody and everything is like a Game of Thrones or something. Like it doesn't shy away from it. And I've never read the the books or the the short stories or anything, but I did yeah. find out they're all available on audio or Audible. So it's like, oh, well, there's my next eight months yeah, of Audible to listen to while I'm in the car. All of the books are translated to English now. I think, from what I know of, unless there was like one more short story collection yeah. that they haven't translated yet. But I have 
the two short stories and the five novels or whatever they're the main yeah. ones and i've read through all of those and they're all really good yeah. they're all very different than most other kind of fantasy stuff too and it's different even than the games the yeah. games have kind of I a different read... feel yeah, they have a comic book series on the witcher as well and i've yeah. read that but i haven't read the short stories. comics are actually pretty good and so I'll you've got kind of like the short stories that they kind of just like set up a lot of the characters and it's just fun short stories with them and they happen throughout a certain period of time. And then you hit like the five novels that are more traditional novels and they're after all of those. And then you have the video games that are kind of like a sequel to all of the books yeah. almost. So, yeah, I, I need to check out the books. I need to yeah. finish watching the series. It sounds like something that'll be nice to watch when I'm in the I, hotel on the road. Man. They got a really good person to play Yennefer, and then like Henry Cavill pulls some of the stuff from the games as far yeah. as just like mannerisms, or he does the little like hmm thing yeah. that Geralt does in the games <laughs> all the time. He does that a lot in the show. And he sounds. You guys see that video of him like when he was asked PlayStation or Xbox? And he said PC. <laughs> you see yeah. that? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. and like the the instant <laughs> reaction of that to his face, like why would you ask yeah, me? Yeah, why'd you question? ask to play on PC? Well, he's a World of Warcraft <laughs> player for starters, so you know oh, yeah, he's gonna he play on the yeah, on the, the PC. So it's like <laughs> right. well, somebody asking that question would ask that question like somebody does not know this guy because it's like even I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> well, well, it's really yeah. cool that he, play, he he got into the character and everything. Yeah, I mean, I thought he, he sounded a lot like the dude that did the game. I thought he sounded yeah. a lot like him. He's similar enough that he pulled some, yeah. uh, you know, characteristics with the grit he... in his voice, yeah, but was, it's not yeah. the, not exactly. It's like it, it's Geralt. Like right. if only right. had the games, or even if you'd only read the books, you'd be like, "This is Geralt." Yeah, yeah, but I, I appreciate awesome. that. Which I, uh, one, I know a lot of people worried about that. So the one fun thing about the show is they have a uh, dandelion in it, but they don't have him as dandelion it's uh yaskier because that's his original name in the polish version but when they translate to english it's dandelion for whatever reason when they localized it and he's the only character that they kept like that's changed between because like Geralt is Geralt and yennefer is yennefer so like why they decided to translate it that way who knows but they went with that for the show which he's still the same character it doesn't matter what his name is yeah really (laughs) cool yeah i need to i need to sit down and, and watch it man it's done well. I hope it continues to do well because there's so much cool stuff in there that I wanted to do like six, seven, eight seasons yeah. of that show. Well, I had do it. seen something today that said that it had more views than Mandalorian and one of the other streaming shows that are very popular. So it's like the number one viewed on any streaming service. Like you know, so sure. So they'll they'll probably have at least they'll, they'll probably have at least another one if not pretty sure they at least have second season but yeah. i'm just like i want to get all the stuff that's late in the books <laughs> yeah because <laughs> there's some really cool stuff there all right anyway back to video games after a little tangent there <laughs> uh number nine on my list is astral chain yep that was on my list too because uh platinum games they know how to make action games they man really do. yeah it's very much like playing just through an anime because you have like there it's divided by kind of like episodes, yep. and it has very anime storylines the way that the characters go. It's yeah, but the the gameplay is definitely what pulled me in and kept me with that game. And it was surprising because I was thinking it was just like going to be an action game, but it has all the cool detective stuff and all the stuff when you're not doing combat in it too. It was like made it better, I think, than if it was straight up like Bayonetta or something that's just like just combat, right? Yeah, I like that game a lot. That's it's very very fun. Yeah, it's like a really good looking game for yeah. the Switch too. It's like 
don't know how they packed that much in there, but they did a good job with it. Yep. Although with every Switch game, I'm like, what would this look like if they put it on the other consoles? <laughs> <laughs> what if this was in like full like 4K yeah. and all that? <laughs> it looked really cool. Like, what if they could have done more actual animation with some of these like uh, like cutscenes and stuff with people talking? Yeah. But it still looks great. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. Number eight on my list is Life is Strange 2, which I think started last December with the first episode, yeah. and they've been releasing it through the year. Yeah, I until have this, Yeah, it. this December was like the final episode. Right. It's not as good as the first Life is Strange, but it's closer than I thought it would be. Huh, that's good. Yeah. The thing I think right. that for me holds it back is it's not a uh, like story set in one place so that you have characters that stay with you. It's all the road trippy things. So you have uh, like each episode has kind of its set of characters and then they're pretty much gone. Gotcha. Like some of them do show up a little bit like over the like a couple of episodes or you might find like, hey, here's a letter from one character that you met before, that kind of thing. But the only characters that really are there the whole time are the two brothers. Yeah. which is that's the kind of story they were wanting to tell and they did a right. really good job with it it's got some cool twists and turns to it and i don't know it's just really really well done makes me want to see a remastered version of the first life is strange at this engine because it looks so good <laughs> yeah i can only i can only imagine what that would be like i i really like life is strange and i had no idea it was on game pass so mm-hmm. the other day I was, is. yeah, the whole, yeah. all five episodes are on Game Pass. So I was like, yeah, oh, well, let me right. just add that I think to the, the download. Thing, so. yeah. I think the thing with this one is they definitely put some more polygons and stuff into it, but also just the way that they do the lighting. And then also they have motion capture in this game that helps like all the characters feel a little more lifelike, which I don't think they had in Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Or if they did, it just wasn't quite as sophisticated. But yeah, like there's some really, really, really good characters in there. I think my favorite episode, third one. It's if you've played through it, you'll know which one that is. It's the one where they're in the middle of the woods with some other characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be very, very vague because kind of part of the fun of this is the surprises of where it kind of ends up and uh, like what characters you meet along the way, that kind of stuff. Yeah makes it a lot more fun than if you're like oh you're told oh you're gonna meet this this and this it might take some of the fun out of it interestingly the first life is strange episode three was my favorite of that one (laughs) season do i need to finish remember which one is strange before i can play this one has nothing to do with it if you've played the first life is strange there are some easter eggs about the first life is strange but only few and far between there's some stuff in kind of like the end of the first episode and then there's stuff in episode five I think there might have been a tiny Easter egg here, there, elsewhere, but those are the like major ones, and even the major ones are not huge. That was my understanding. It's like I, I, I did I finish? Life? I think I did. Yeah, it's been so long since I played it. I'm pretty sure I finished it. I played yeah. the crap out of it. The first life is strange. I'm trying to remember what episode three was now because it's been a while since I played it. Three. I just remember it so well just because of how much it just destroyed me <laughs> compared to all the other episodes um i don't know how to say it without because i feel like oh, there's a lot of things oh, in there that happen that are pretty significant yeah. um but if you look up like the synopsis or something i think it'll probably come to you if you played the first season um 
episode three the ending especially the ending like i was ruined for at least like i couldn't play games at all for three or four days because i was just (laughs) just such a wreck and uh yeah no it was it was crazy it was crazy so it just kind of uh it just really stuck with me and uh but honestly i I love season one just you know as a whole and i haven't played uh season two yet because um you know i wanted it i wanted to wait till it finished so now it's good to know that it's done and it's all on game pass so yeah I'm download it now. yeah it's and, really uh, good while we're playing i played through it kind of over the last couple of weeks because i had played the first episode when it came out and i waited till they were all coming out to finish it and so i played through the other four kind of very recently right right yeah because i mean like you know max well max and chloe are like some of my favorite characters like ever so you know uh and just like yeah. the strange as a whole it's just so compelling to me so i'm, I'm really excited to jump into this yeah, this one doesn't quite get to that level of where, like, I love Max and Chloe, like, way more than even some of the side characters in there, probably right. way more than this game, except for some of the characters in the third episode, right. probably. But the two brothers that are the main ones are pretty close, like, because they're in the whole run of it and they develop their relationship the whole way. And it's sure. kind of like a different feeling than like, you know, two best friends or whatever in the first one right. who are estranged and maybe get back together and, you know, maybe like each other or not, depending on what choices you make. This one is a lot more of like older brother trying to, you know, raise the younger brother through all this crazy situations that they're in. Right. Now, quick, uh, quick question though. How does it compare to, I mean, granted it's, it's much shorter but like compared to before the storm how's it kind of sit i really liked before the storm it did some cool things in there like some interesting stuff it wasn't as good as just life is strange but this i would say is better than before the storm okay yeah because it's don't not doing it again which before the storm yeah was uh i forget what the studio was and i don't know before the storm also had just the weird voice actor weirdness with it. Yeah, because Ashley Birch get, didn't come back, right? They couldn't get her in it yeah. because of like the strike of the, the time. yeah SAG after show, the, yeah, the strike in my head, and it's like okay, well that kind of sucks, but it's still they managed to make it work better yeah, than fine. I would have expected. Right. But she is nowhere near as good as Ashley. Just. Ashley Burst just inhabits that character so much through that you just can't Did, match it. Didn't she help like at least like write or at least kind of give advice to she the person? She did help was... behind the scenes some. I don't remember how in depth okay. that was, but yeah. yeah. Well, it just makes you want to play it more. I just really got to get yeah, into like, it. Like, oh, well, got... worth playing. Like, <laughs> they're really good games. Two of the first one, and then it was on PlayStation Plus, and I'm like, oh yeah, woo. but I should definitely buy the second. One. Yeah, it's it's worth a playthrough. Like, Life is Strange is one of my favorite games talking about, like, of the decade. Like, it would rank up there. Well, I guess you ought to put it up there on that big list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I put my there as well, for sure. <laughs> oh, I know a game I'm going to put on. I'm thinking about adventure games. Now it's just... Walking Dead. Yeah, it's just, like, video games you don't normally think of as pulling emotions out of you. That, and yeah. that game just, like... There's sometimes that just put you through the ringer. Yeah, and just, it really Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, sometimes, you know, a game might make you laugh or make you feel, like, super empowered or, like, oh, I'm a badass, but it's a lot less often that it's just, like, really gets to a core emotional level of just, like, yeah. I feel so much for these characters, man, that you're making me cry. Yeah. yeah. Episode three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I looked it up. I know which one you're talking about now. Uh-huh. I'm like, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> uh, 
moving up my list is another game that did not come out in 2019 technically and yet it did it was uh red dead redemption 2 because yeah. i was playing it when it came out on pc right. i played it a little i played it before a bit on playstation when it came out maybe 10 hours or something i don't remember it might not have been that long played it a lot more on pc now game's really really good yep it had a lot of stupid bugs when it came out and i have yet to try and play it again because every time for about two or three times in a row when i was trying to boot it up to play i had this weird save game issue where i had to do a weird workaround to get it to load into my game because it would load and it would just freeze as soon as it loaded into the engine but if you take the save games out of the file and load it in a new game put them back into the folder while the game's running and then load the save game then it works it's like weird weird. total sense and then it was, you know, especially the first couple of weeks, it was, was crashing a lot more, and it was just like, when it runs, it's great. And then right. just out of the blue, it'll just crash for no reason. Yeah. But it's gotten a lot better over time. It's just, I've been kind of like, well, I do I want to go back into it? No, I'm distracted with this other thing over here. <laughs> especially with December, with all the, like, streaming shows that came out that I wanted to binge watch. It was right. like, okay, a little less time on the games and more time on that. But yeah, that game looks amazing on pc i mean it looks amazing on console too like it's just one of the best looking games ever made to this point it's insane just the amount of detail they put in all the animations to all of the like just environments the characters the horses everything it's like i can't wait till the remastered version comes out on the series x and the playstation 5 (laughs) (laughs) it's all will too you know it it will It's just like, you must have been insane trying to make this game. Like, just the ambition and scope of it. And just, like, how good it is and how much you see that they packed in everywhere. You're just like, how in the world did they even make this game? Even if they started right after the first one came out. Like, blows your mind. And then you're like, man, they must have, like, ground some people in dirt trying to make this game. Like, I hope the working conditions weren't too terrible (laughs) because... I mean, I, I think about that about Witcher 3 all the time, too, where it's just like, I don't understand. It's a, it's a technical feat, really, how they got those games to run, really. You know, yeah. the amount of detail and stuff like that that's in there. And it's just, it's insane, really. It's it's a technical then, feat to me. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 has a really beautiful world, and yet I still think The Witcher 3 is the most immersive, like, big open world yeah. game like that because of the weather. Like, everyone screws up the weather. They just put, like... A tiny bit of sway in trees at most is a canned thing, but like Witcher changes all the time. It has strong winds, so like stuff moves a lot. And going back to it now, you can like, okay, I can look at and see a bit of it, how dated it sort of it looks on some of this, but it's still really, really good. They just did a great job on like all the I still maintain though. Best atmosphere. clouds ever are in uh Forza. Forza has the best clouds I've ever seen. Oh yeah, you're Just, not kidding. The reflection mm, on them cars. Oh my god. I don't know what it is about the, the clouds and Forza. I'd have to boot it again, but I'm gonna say clouds uh in uh uh Assassin's Creed Odyssey beat Odyssey, it. Really. Uh, you know what? I never paid that close attention at all. Because they yeah, didn't really look up too much. Yeah. Also Red Dead Redemption too, not a slouch in the cloud department. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of God rays coming. Our, I mean, we'll see. Look, game, we'll, cloud game of the we'll year. See. Yes. We'll, we'll see what happens when Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator comes out next year because I think that's going to be a game changer. Yeah, I, I think. That I is. don't know. 
that game looks really good. I'm not sure what they're going to do with the clouds necessarily. It's a lot more about look what the ground and stuff looks like. Yeah. But yeah, that game does it looks it's good. Me, I'm trying to feel. I'm trying to feel that that you know. I want to be scared. You know, driving through thunderstorms or sorry, flying through, that, through fall, that fog <laughs> and you know there's cloud, right. clouds. And yeah. Next thing you know, you 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 know crash in some neighborhood. <laughs> Speaking of uh, being scared and. Plague Tale Innocence is the next game on my list at number six. Yeah. I'm not finished with it yet, and it might bump up if I had played more of it. I'm maybe a third of the way to halfway through. I need to look up and see how many total chapters there are. I might be not as far as I think. I don't know. I've heard a lot of good uh, things about it. That game is so good. It's so good. Like, it boots up, and you start in it, and you're just like, wow, this looks really, really gorgeous. Like, the environments are great. The characters are great. And just kind of the interaction at the beginning of the game is really cool. And that just gets even better and better as you go. And that game, at least so far, is really, really good at ratcheting up the tension. Because of, mechanically, you're tugging your little brother along the whole time. Right. And you can't just, like, leave him anywhere and he'll be safe. And like, no, you pretty much have to tug him. If you leave him alone too long, he'll start, like, screaming or whatever. And he, he, he does not want to be alone. <laughs> and then there's, like soldiers after you trying to find you there's like plague rats swarms that are everywhere like that game is just like super intense once you get past the kind of like prologue part where it's like oh hey look at this cool idyllic world it's like i think the 1400s or something in france is where it's set and it's all got like the plague going on and so you go through like the intersection like oh this is nice and calm and then like people start coming after you and like ever since after that you're just like on this like chase of just like oh crap i'm out of this thing into this other thing oh now these people are trying to get me Uh oh now we're down here in this like crypts where these rats are and those sections are like if you look at them just kind of mechanically they're puzzle sections where you're like okay we have to get from here to there there's all these rats in the way and there's like they're afraid of light so if we do this then we can get them but oh we can't light this thing on fire unless we like knock this thing down with your slingshot but just the creepiness of the rats because they have these like glowing red eyes and they're just like thousands of them swarming everywhere and it's just like so creepy so you're just like yeah don't touch me get away (laughs) (laughs) it's very much a game of like oh crap i've got to get away that's kind of how you can sum it up for at least the first part like once you get going it's like something's chasing you or is about to find you at any second so it's always kind of intense feeling such a beautiful and unique game though Dentistry. Yeah, and the you storytelling is right? really good. Okay, I thought you re- you reviewed that for the site, didn't you? I did. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. That was that was hands down. I think one of the best reviews uh, I've I've done this year for sure. I mean, it was just such an amazing game, and uh, you know, as yeah, I, I I couldn't praise that game enough. Yeah. I mean, really, it, it's yeah. on my personal top ten as well. So. It's similar to Life is Strange 2 in that it's exploring the relationship between an older sibling and a younger sibling. Except this one is much, I don't know, much more intense because it's just a different kind of a game. So there's a lot of stealth sections and then there's a lot of, oh crap, just runaway sections. And some of it's kind of linear, but I don't know, that doesn't matter for the type of game it is. It's really, really good. It's also really dark and creepy. There's like lots of dead bodies and stuff around because, hey, plague time isn't good for everyone's health. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Yeah, what? <laughs> and then, hey, people are going crazy. So they're like, oh, we're going to kill out 
because we don't want to get sick and you know all the other stuff that goes along with it. It's just very kind of intense and just like I could tell it's gonna be a crazy ride by the time yeah. I actually get completely finished with it. But it was enough that I'm like, it has to go on my list. Uh, number five on my list was a game I played earlier this year. It's an older game, 2018, I think. It finally came out of early access. Is uh, Subnautica? Yep. That game is really good. Is it, it's old Game Pass as well, I believe. Quite possibly. Yeah, they have like uh, what Below Zero has been in early access for almost a year now, too. I yep. think. So it might be coming out soon once it's actually out of early access. I'll probably play that one too. But... It does a really good job of like, hey, you start the game, you get an impression of like, hey, this is really pretty. Here's all these cool colors. And then like the further away from like the starting area you go, the more scary it gets because you're just in like a tiny little submarine under the ocean and all these like giant creatures are trying to kill you. Mm. But you have to get them resources to build a better thing so you can go deeper. And yeah, it's kind of fun because it's one of those that you would see tons and tons on like Steam, especially of like survival games. But they have the narrative stuff that they injected into it that yeah. makes it like that much cooler. Yes. So you have like okay. both of those together makes it a special game. Yep, it is on Game Pass as well. How convenient! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will add it to my list. Then number four on my list is Control. Yep. That game is really, really good. It's still not my favorite Remedy game because I don't do a lot to beat Alan Wake for me because that game is a flawed masterpiece. Yeah. I love Alan Wake so much. It's like, it's got, I think it's one of those games that because it has jank in it, it's more special because it's weird and janky than if it was like perfectly, you know, made and like some of the facial animations on Alan in that game are just like, oh, you've got a weird, creepy face going on, dude. But uh, that game is so good. But Control is like also really, really cool. I'm excited to see when they finally put the DLC out that ties it in with Alan Wake. See how that goes. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I'm anxious to see that too. Yeah, I mean that game is their best controlling game, mm. funny enough, like <laughs> that they've ever done. It's almost like Quantum Break, except we did it good this time because. Quantum Break to me, like the just the gameplay wise, felt a little bit slow and clunky, yeah. a little bit. And this one was just like it's smooth. It's like you're doing stuff all like one action to another, and it all meshes together really well. And you can like throw things at someone and shoot them, and like move from action to action, action without feeling like you're hobbled by anything. Whereas you know Quantum Break is like, hey, you have all these cool superpowers, but they're a little hard to kind of string together and use, and you know manipulate the battlefield or whatnot. So. It's almost like they took another stab at kind of the same thing with right. you know twisting it a little bit more. But I liked Quantum Break. I got about I did too halfway. I never did I finish not played it. it but I got, yeah, I got about halfway through. It, so. I did finish Quantum Break. Yeah, I think I think about it through the Windows Store. Probably. Yeah. Dirt cheap after it came out. Yep, that's my problem. Hey, it's a good game. I should buy it. <laughs> well, and, and I'd got my Xbox. Uh, one after that game had come out, so like that was one of the first games I got for yeah. the Xbox One. I was like, oh, now I got Xbox One. Let me pick this up. Yeah, controls are really, really good at like atmosphere. It's really good at like superpowers and all that stuff. What it's bad at is telling a main story, and what it's good at is telling all the side quests that are way better than the main story part. And all of the cool boss fights are on the side quests. Yeah, like the main quest, 
all you get are just kind of the like cookie cutter boring boss fights for versus kind of like characters kind of like you or something like humanoids whereas like all the cool crazy boss fights are the ones that you remember are all off on side quests yeah so like there's like the mirror universe there's like all sorts of other weird stuff in there that like man if you don't go off the beaten path you're never gonna see it yeah i was like they could have done a better job of like if putting some of that stuff in the main path if everyone's just going to run that and not want to do the side stuff they still could see it because you would have a very different impression of the game if you just went straight through right yeah. without taking any of the side always but yeah like yeah. i don't know it's it's again flawed but really really fun really good game yeah. remedy is one of my favorite studios because they just do unique stuff compared to everybody oh, yeah. else yeah absolutely that's what i like about them too Number three, flawed video game, perfect Star Wars, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Like, yeah. It's a really great Star Wars story. Really There's some really cool Star Wars lore stuff in there. You get lightsabers and force powers and all that. Like, There's some frustrating moments in the gameplay or with just like some weird difficulty spikes that you're like, whoa, why? why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why did you do that here? Yeah. I don't know. Because uh-huh. we felt like it. Urgh, video games. <laughs> But, no, just the story in that game and the characters in that game are so good. They're, like, some of my favorite Star Wars characters that we've yeah. had since, like, the original it, trilogy. It's like, really good. It. Yeah, like, it's really great. Grease the pilot, I think, is probably my favorite. Like, the pilot of your show. was hilarious. So yeah, he, was, he was so And then there's uh, another surly. character. <laughs> there's another character who shows up that kind of joins you towards the end of the game that she is probably like my second favorite she's amazing yeah. that if 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 and when jedi fallen order part two comes out whatever that ends up coming if she's not like a big major part of it i'll be sad because that's very upsetting considering the time you barely spent really yeah. with her yeah it's like oh hey well i mean like you see him from afar and it's like okay you know what this character is and then they kind of put a little bit of a twist on it by the time you kind of fully develop it and then like oh okay this is really cool the process of this is really neat they make use of her a couple times in really cool ways and then the game is (laughs) i want more and i'm bouncing back and back between it and outer worlds i'm trying to do both of them at the same time so i'm I'm maybe a quarter of the way through Fallen Order. Maybe. I don't maybe I'm a little farther, I'm not real sure. But, yeah. But I what I've played of it, I love it. One of the things I know why they didn't do it, but I wish you could change your lightsaber color more than blue green at the start of the game, or yeah. at least sooner. If unless you pre order and get yellow or orange or what gold or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know I can customize my handle ad nauseum, but you can't see that super well there in gameplay. You see the laser blade, man. (laughs) Let me make it look like a candy cane. Come on, I want that lightsaber. I want it to look like not not just like a candy cane. I want it to look like the barber pole where it it moves all the time. That's what I want mine to look like. (laughs) Oh, wait, there we go. If I had a real life lightsaber, I want a double helix. So it just makes all sorts of weird cuts if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> gotta be creative i mean you know yeah you man. just can't have blue or red or green you gotta go you know you gotta make it different yeah man <laughs> all right uh number two on my list is outer worlds uh, we've talked a lot Very about nice, outer worlds. yeah we've talked about it quite a bit like i don't know that game is really good about like making your choices matter and oh yeah being a colorful world it's like hey here's how you do a fallout 
or Bethesda style RPG and oh wait it's not broken yeah oh crazy how like that suddenly yeah. makes the game so much better but the writing combat's and... good I gotta I think the next playthrough though I'm gonna definitely try the melee and see what that's yeah. like yeah I haven't done much melee I've Outer Worlds yeah Outer Worlds would have done well even if it was as good as it is just because of how much Bethesda is just screwing themselves over and over this year yeah. with like with uh, Fallout 76 and then like when Outer Worlds was coming out they like put the subscription thing out and then like other things it's just like they keep shooting themselves to the foot and yeah. then like Outer Worlds over here is just like hey here's how you do it <laughs> stop yep. using your engine and, and use one that's actually better yeah. it's not super broken we've done this before in your game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or in your it's world, like, okay, whatever you hey. want to say. <laughs> so yeah, sure, maybe the scope is a little smaller technically than some of like the f- recent Fallout games or yeah. something. But yeah. no one cares. It's still a pretty There's big still scope. There's plenty for me to go yeah. talk buildings and explore and stuff. And I'm like, scratches the itch, but I'm not leaving stuff behind. Yeah. And there could be an argument that, oh wait, some of the like latest Fallout games are too big. Because no, there's that's... too much stuff in yeah. there and it's not as good because they're just big without making it all be good yeah and, uh, you might be right about that that's that's something i never really thought about but. i mean especially after playing outer worlds it's just like everything is interesting in every single little area that you, there's something interesting to find where it's yeah. like some big open worlds you're just like oh, okay this is the copy pasted part of the map they didn't pay attention to as right. much well, and I, I like big, I like big open world games, long games, but I don't need ones that's going to take me a hundred hours to beat, you know. And then at the yeah. end of it, go eh, where this one's more, you know, it, you could do it in twenty, thirty if you do everything. Actually, you know, I think on um, the how long to complete or how long to beat this site, I think somebody said you could. The average of the main story was like fourteen or fifteen, fifteen yeah. hours. So yeah, very little side. You just, yeah. yeah, if you just if you just straight gun stuff. through it, but yeah, but the side missions are where it's at. I mean, that's yeah. that's where oh, you're, yeah. you're going. Like like I was saying last night, the decision, the one decision I had to make, I was not happy about it because I wanted to make the other decision and I couldn't do it. So I was like, well, son of a. I even loaded. I even went back and loaded a a, a save and went. Maybe I missed something. Let me try this again. <laughs> what? Sorry, I missed that. You just now enough skill. Uh, no, I didn't have. I guess I didn't have enough rep with them to persuade them i because there was a there was a section where i accidentally shot so i don't know it was weird i was i was shooting these one people and then the people that i was running with and shooting they turned and started shooting me so i don't know if something <laughs> happened and i clipped one of them or something but anyway weird. but what happened was is i lost rep with them because i had to kill them because yeah. i'm like well they're all shooting at me so now i've got to kill everybody here it's like you know man like, <laughs> if you're a talker you can go through that game without pissing anybody yeah. off. Oh, that's why I am, buddy. I am. Intimidate, persuade, lie. Because you just get their bar up, so if you kill a few of them, it doesn't matter. They still love you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like I, I can persuade uh, all of them. I can lie. I can do all that, but I always just persuade. <laughs> just being like, being like, look, it's me. It's yeah. me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. basically the kind of character I was playing. Yeah. That, you know me. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the way I'm playing it too. It's like, come on, yeah, we don't want to do this. Oh, come on. Well, okay. I mean, even the corporations liked me, and right. I didn't even work directly for them t- that much. But yeah. it was just like I do the stuff, and I, you know, sweet talk my way in, and suddenly they liked me, and I was like, oh wait, by the way, I'm just doing everything against you yeah. over here. Well, by the way, I'm going to kill you. I had to go back to Edgewater for a side mission, and I totally forgot that. 
I had screwed them over. And the minute I landed, walked off the ship, and went, okay, here I am. Oh, gosh, you're shooting. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These were the guys I pissed off. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah That's not really good. Like, uh, the, the characters in your crew in that game are really good, too. Yeah. And they yeah. did a good job of making them all have kind of different personalities, and everybody isn't always going to get along. Oh. I was I was comparing it to Mass Effect 2 earlier, but I was thinking about this a couple minutes ago. It's like my problem with Mass Effect 2 is when I got close to the end, I was like, I'm done. I just want to be done with the game. So hopefully, I don't think it's weird because Mass so Effect 2 is like the shortest. It is a Mass lot of Effect. fun. Yeah. I think I think I just got tired. I've been playing it a lot. Um, yeah. My favorite part, my favorite character, or my favorite thing in uh, Outer Worlds is the banter between the ship and the cleaning robot. Have you ever oh, yeah. noticed any of that? It's like I'm standing there. I'm just bantering between everyone. Is well, good. yeah, but the ones that I mean, there was just like some some innuendos going on between her and that and that other robot. It's like, can you have him come here? I need to blah 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 blah. I'm like, what? I didn't use him that much, so I didn't get I didn't, much of that. I, well, I didn't uh, either. I was just standing in the ship doing something, and I could just hear her yeah. going on in the back. You know, it's like, what is what is what's one going of my on favorite there? just. It's, one of my favorite just little random details is like when flying between planets they have the different stuff in there at one I don't know a few times it happened where you'll just randomly have cows in your cargo bay yeah like that happened to me once too yep. <laughs> just like, like that's weird the first time we have it's like wait what <laughs> yeah I come around the corner I'm like why do I have cows in here where did these come from oh, okay <laughs> I'm betting somebody put that in because they're Firefly fans. Probably. That would not surprise they're like, me. Oh, this will be fun. Let's put cows in our cargo bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that happened to me the other night. I was like, I don't remember having to haul yeah. cows. I like Yeah, I liked Outer Worlds a lot and it would probably be my game of the year. Except for another game that came out earlier <laughs> in the year that's way, way better, I don't know, like than Outer Worlds plus it just hits my wheelhouse is Sekiro. Yeah. That game is so good. There's been a couple times I've almost picked it up and then I didn't because it's like, do I really want to be abused for... (laughs) I mean, but it's not that... I mean, some parts of it, yes, are abusive. Some parts are like, you're just super powerful running through it once you figure out that this is not Dark Souls combat. That's the hump you have to get over. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Because a lot of people, if you try to play it like Dark Souls, it's way more difficult. If you figure out, oh, wait, this has a nice, like, the stance system where, like, when you parry it and you break their stance, that's what you're trying to do. You're not trying to whittle away damage on them most of the time. Sometimes that is what you're trying to do because they try to flip the script on you for, like, a certain boss fight or whatever. Like, if you try to do it the normal way you've been doing, oh, wait, you have to, you know, think on your feet and do something different. And they do that a few times throughout the game, which is really good, but... The thing that I think puts it over the top for me is it brings back Dark Souls 1 level design where everything is kind of connected in fun ways and you'll see something and then you'll end up there later and you'll see that place that you were before and like all the yeah. cool paths in between everything. It has a lot of that and then the boss fights are really, really good. Like even just regular characters fight are really, really good. The lore in it is cool. It's different than Dark Souls and the combat. The combat is way different than even like Bloodborne, everybody says, oh, Bloodborne was different, and it is, but it still feels a lot more like Dark Souls than Sekiro feels like Dark Souls or a Souls game. Even though it still has some of that DNA in there with, like, kind of, like, all the, like, respawn system and all that stuff, and if you die, you have to come back and find, you know, souls or whatever. Like, it 
has enough of the same stuff as the Souls games that it feels like, okay, this is the same studio making it, but they've changed enough stuff in there too that's like, alright, I can see what you're doing, and it's just like way more technical, which I think a lot of people's that's why they think it's harder, and yeah. it is in some parts, but with normal mobs, once you figure out, okay, like figure out their moves, just like in a Dark Souls game, you can run through them just as easy as you ever could once you learn all the stuff and go through is very much the same style in that way. I almost picked it up a couple times last week and went, eh, I'm going to wait because I got so much other stuff to play. I don't know if I'll play it, but yeah, I have a, I have the steel book of it. I just don't have the game. <laughs> Another thing I really like about Sekiro is like the setting is a little different. It's a lot more Japanese in- yeah. than the Souls games were. And also the Souls games are all like, hey, this world is dead. It's been dead for a long time, and now you're going through the ruins. Whereas this one is, this world is recently dead. It's dying, and you're trying to go through it as things are falling apart a little uh, bit more. So it doesn't look quite as ruined. Like, there's definitely ruined parts in it. Right. But, yeah. It's just, and there's some really, really cool surprises in that game. Yeah. It's on my list. Which, the stupid trailers spoil a couple of them, but yeah, what can you do? Got to market a game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It happens. So, like, when you look at it on the surface, you're like, okay, I see what this is. This is the game, and it's a lot more straightforward with combat and stuff. You've got your grappling hook, and cool. You're kind of like a shinobi ninja thing. Got it. But it's a lot more fantastical than people expect, too. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Fantastical. I like that. And I, I think, I don't know, I think that some people who really like Dark Souls and stuff where you could have different weapons and do different run-throughs based on your equipment might have felt like, oh, this doesn't give you as many options because you only ever have the sword. But you also have all the different like side gadgets and depending on what you equip on your loadout, that does give you some kinds of like uh, (coughs) options that way. It's still definitely not as much variety in that way, but I think that it's better for it because it's tighter. Uh, and you're like that. you get used to that you get used to the timing on that sword and you're used to okay these are really really good gadgets to use against these enemies and this one's good for that enemy and i can use the shurikens to break uh you know somebody jumping through the air or i can use the axe to break shields and all that type of stuff really really works well in that game it it's got just as much lore as a dark souls game does it's got really cool interesting characters it's got some really amazing boss fights in it some of them are really difficult <laughs> But yeah, if you persevere, get through to like the end of the game, it's definitely well worth it. Cool. Definitely on my list to pick up. Um, go ahead, Dennis. I, go ahead. I, I enjoyed Sekiro a lot, and this is coming from someone who actually doesn't really like the Souls-type games. Yeah. So, But Sekiro just felt really good, because it was more in my lane of like, okay, this one's faster. This is faster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was like you were saying, where it's like the key really is just to kind of break that, you know, get get that parry to really, you know, see that opening, basically. To... Yeah, it leans a lot more towards an action game than what Souls games do, and it's faster, whereas Souls is like be as methodical as you can. This one's more about kind of flow and timing. Also, also the traversal. I love the traversal. It feels really yes. good jumping around and it's like grabbing and swinging everywhere else. The grappling hook is great. Yeah, and uh, I actually watched. Was it about a week, maybe a week and a half ago? Just because I felt like it. Um, because I'm always so fascinated by it. I watched a, a speed run of Sekiro. 
I beat it in like 24 minutes. I was like, I Holy can't. Christ. I guess it's too much. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I mean, this, what, what was this he doing guy was doing with sequence breaking and stuff too, or is he yeah, just he like running it? He was. Yeah, he was going through walls and stuff. But like, but but even even the fights that he was still required to do were still very impressive. Um, yeah. The final bosses actually was wild. Because if you're doing it, you're not doing that much upgrading or anything there either. You're no, just no, going, no, no. Trucking he was through in the yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 24 minutes that probably never stopped yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah no it was it was wild he had to like reload a couple of times but that was because it was part of what he was trying to do yeah. um trying to like you know jump further enough or you know far enough where you could then reload and then it'll basically spawn you where you want to be versus you know where you were before because you're closer to that kind of trigger or whatever something like that but mm-hmm. it's it's just so wild it's so wild uh. But yeah, no, Sekiro is, uh, I, I enjoyed that game, you know, and, and again, this is coming from someone who doesn't really like those types of games. So, um, you know, I, I respect the hell out of it and I love watching it, you know, because again, it's, it's something that I had to play and I put a bunch of hours into it, but it wasn't, it, I never got around to beating it. It was just something that was just like, let me try it. And, um, I did like it a lot, but it, it was still a little much <laughs> for me. So, uh, but it was a step in the right direction and I hope they do yeah. make you know more games like Sekiro in the future. Yeah, that game's got some really, really, really cool boss encounters, and some of them are like optional. That are the hardest ones in the game. There are right. some really difficult ones, but there's one specifically early on that is probably the hardest or second hardest fight in the game, the uh, Madam Butterfly one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like she's technically an optional area because I think it's in like <coughs> side flashback thing you get early on. <coughs> Excuse me. She's probably the second hardest boss, other right. than the end one in the whole right. game. And that's like, hey, this is the third boss I've fought in this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, Go for it, dude. Yeah. So, uh, top 10, man. Top 10. I gave this a lot of thought. I, I you know, as, as the year was going by, and it's kind of crazy that it's already over. I mean, we're going to say that again next year, but, you know, it's it's always... It ain't going to get any slower you know, the it, older we get. It just keeps getting faster right. and faster. You know, I remember when I was a kid, it was like, man, this year's dragging. That was like, holy crap. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. So, like, I was going, you know, throughout the year, I was just like, oh, no, that's definitely a contender for top 10 for me. That's definitely a contender for top 10 for me. So, you know, I've had this laid out for a while, but it wasn't until, like the last uh, couple of days where I really started to rank them. Um, and I got a bunch of honorable mentions as well, but I'm going to go through the ranked uh, for now where um, number 10 at the moment um, is, it is a, uh, a plague tale. Uh, a plague tale was one of those games that, you know, um, I, I knew I had a feeling when it was first revealed a couple of years ago, I think that was in maybe like late 2016, early 2017, something like that. Um, it looked really unique and it looked really special. And I knew that what they were trying to do, um, Asobo Studio, I think is the name of the studio that made it, um, it was going to be something that was going to be worth playing and worth experiencing. You know, uh, So just that unique setting, that unique, beautiful setting, and uh, you know, that story being told between you know, two siblings who, you know, everything just kind of, I mean, the game like wastes really no time getting you into just darkness real quick you know oh yeah like man so, it's like hey pretty forest oh wait slight darkness oh crap power and lots right. of darkness not a happy around? story right it's not even remotely yeah it's 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 but it's such a beautiful 
beautiful game and uh you know on the one x especially it's it's is that where you're playing it uh, or PC. Right, you were playing on, uh, you're playing pc okay so it's still beautiful for you but yeah, like, it's part it's... of a lot of the games i picked up off of like steam because ah, holiday sales are great. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I was tempted to buy it again. To be honest with you, I was like, I mean, I enjoy that game that much. I was like, I'll buy another copy. Because um, even after we got the re- review copy, I ended up getting a physical copy um, as well on on Xbox. But yeah, it's one of those yeah. games where I'm just like, I'm just gonna keep buying you over and over just because I want to support you. You know, um, I think the rat swarms for me are extra creepy because I have the high refresh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you're not getting any like jumpiness from frame rate or anything. It's like yeah. I'm running it well over like sixty, a hundred mm-hmm. something frames, and I'm seeing every single one of those. And so it's just like thousands it's, of rats. Just ugh, it's it's insane. It gets very uh, <laughs> you feel very uneasy when you're not around. You know any type of flame or light. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, man, the story and just the characterization of everything, and really the environments that you see are so beautifully detailed, and everything that you go through, and uh, it was just such a wonderful, wonderful story. And uh, not to mention, like the voice acting was actually like it, it had its moments where I was like, eh. but it, overall, it was pretty, pretty good. And especially for the girl that plays uh, Amicia who mm-hmm. that's apparently that's her first gig ever she's like just huh. like a, yeah that's her six that's she's like a 16 17 year old girl who she's really just good got in. yeah <laughs> wow yeah. uh i was watching a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and it's like yeah we needed somebody but you know we're just an indie team we don't have the budget for anybody big so we just got this girl who's was more than happy to do it and uh you know i hope she has a bright career because she really brought that character to life um amicia uh, but yeah, yeah. Number ten is, is uh, a plague tale. Um, number nine for me is uh, Gears Five. Gears Five. I was uh, hmm. relatively surprised by how much of a blockbuster it was. You know, I wasn't expecting just because like like Microsoft's been getting better the last couple of years, but uh, well, mainly just 2019, 2018. But like right. they've, you know, this generation hasn't been too good for them in terms of. You know, co- you know, content that they've been putting out, um, as well as stuff that's, you know, worthwhile and memorable. Uh, but Gears Five was one of those where I was like, oh, okay, you guys went all in. You took like you every dollar that was spent. I I felt it was one of those few times where I was like, oh, I can see all the millions of dollars going into this. Yeah. You know, it was just such a beautiful, beautiful game. It it ran so well too. I mean, it was stable, perfect sixty. It never budged. Um, and then that's on console. You know, I downloaded it on, again on PC to try it out uh, since it's on Game Pass. And uh, it, it's just incredible that that game can look that. It's just so well optimized, yeah. that game. And even just from a pure technical perspective, I can't help but respect that a lot of it. It's, it's just such a, uh, you know, amazingly designed game and, uh, you know, with, with a great story that, um, you know, it there was a lot of moments where it was like, why did I just do all that? Like none of that felt very important, you know, <laughs> but uh, like, like th- there's a whole sequence, like to me, I think really in the, uh, it, there's this icy area that you go through and a good, like 75% of that is like, they have you go here and then back. It's like very metroidvania <laughs> stuff, but none of it really amounts to anything. And it's just a way that I felt like, you know, I don't, I'm just not a fan when games, 
do that. They, they, it just feels like they're artificially prolonging the experience, you know, versus just like getting to the point. And for me, everything is very much about, I don't mind if a game is short or long. It's very much about the pacing for me, you know. And if I feel like this thing is just being a slog and we're just, you know, like, what was that for? You know, I, just, I died 10 million times there only to get one little upgrade piece that I didn't even really need. You know, we just need and, to fill uh, in this part over here. Right. Just to give you a uh-huh. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, but yeah, it had, it had quite a few moments like that. But overall, I mean, just in terms of like progression and design and just characters and all the, uh, the, the just the storytelling and the cutscenes and everything, uh, just so, so well done. And, and by the end, I mean, man, I mean, what a, what a spectacle that game was. By the end, I was just like, you know, and because I don't really play big, you know, big like triple A games like that, but that was one of the few times because they, they all kind of feel and not the same, but they there's a formula they all kind of yeah, share. Yeah. But Gears 5 was one of those few times where I was just like, I legit can see every single dollar that was spent. I can see all the passion, I can see all the work, I can see it was just it was insane. It was insane, and uh, it by the end, especially, oh my god, it was like <laughs> I just I didn't. It just it was so adrenaline inducing, you know, and uh, it was such a such a great experience. And uh, the multiplayer is pretty solid, actually, too. And this is coming from someone who doesn't really care for multiplayer modes in anything, you know, um, you know, outside of Overwatch. But it's uh, but Gears Five was like, you know, it has that replayability too. You know, lots of collectibles and stuff, um, and uh, that are fun to get. And, uh, yeah, it's just overall just such a really, really good time. And uh, Laura Bailey was just phenomenal, too, um, as as uh, Kate Diaz. I mean, it's so many emotional moments in that game that I really wasn't expecting. Um, I guess I just kind of expected Gears 4 all over again, where she's like, here's more Gears, you know. Um, but I think Gears that, 5, like, if you give her the material, she'll just knock it out of the park because Laura Bailey is usually really freaking good. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to uh, write yeah. her stuff to do. If you don't give her stuff to do, that's right. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Well. Uh, but I was very happy that they told you know, or you know, at least gave more emphasis on you know Kate's story this time around, and uh, you know had her be the main character. I mean, you played a little bit as everybody, you know, but I mean, Kate. Kate really was the star of the show. She stole the show for sure. And uh, yeah, by the end of it, I was like, "Wow!" I mean, you know, I gave, I, I had to give a city novation. I was too lazy to stand, so I had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah, that that would be uh, that'd be my number nine. Uh, number eight for me would actually be uh, Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you time. know what? I like I like that game on every other system except Switch. It really right. disappointed me on that's Switch. That's right. It's and, a massive disappointment yeah, on Switch. And, this is someone who owns it on Switch as well. Well, and that's what I bought it on. And the minute I put it in, and I went, "What? What is? What is this?" And then it's, I was like, "Oh, it's on Game Pass on Xbox. Well, good, because I'm just going to go downstairs and play it on that." Then it's like, it's so here's so here's how much of a problem it is. All right, on the Switch, and I knew it was going to be a problem. So i had so i had the pleasure of reviewing it um but it wasn't here right it was for nintendo everything however you know it was like hey because it's coming out on switch you know that's why they offered us you know the you know the code for it right however oddly enough they sent us a copy on xbox one 
No. Right. Isn't that weird? I've never seen that before. Gee, even, I can't even... imagine why they did that. <laughs> and, and like I knew something was gonna be oh, wrong right away. And like legit, like their words were uh here, play this for now. We'll give you the switch copy after it comes out. I was like, Oh, why? Because you don't want these reviews to just yeah. like bomb <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just I, I I it came late in the day, and I remember seeing people on Twitter going, "Hey, I got my copy on the Switch. What did they do to this game on the Switch?" I'm like, no. "Oh crap! I bought it on the I, Switch." I, I let me let me tell you something. I on Xbox One, which is what you know the one that they gave us, yeah. it ran beautifully. It yeah. was a gorgeous game. I couldn't put it down. I could not put it down. Those yeah. twenty, those twenty twenty five hours it took me to beat to one hundred percent completed. I did everything. Well, no, that's a lie. Actually, I did. I did most things. So one of the hardest things to do is you have to get like a a crystal piece from like every single monster, and right. each one drops like three or four, and they're all RNG as well. And there's a lot of monsters, like 100 monsters. So, like, you know, that's that's a lot of crystals. And some of them have a drop rate of, like, 1%, right. you know. So, yeah, uh, that's the only thing I did do. But otherwise, everything that I could 100%, I did. I got all the items. I did, you know, got all the all the rooms, everything like that. And, uh, I mean, I just couldn't put that game down. It was it was incredible. It was yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, but then, you know, and that that's what I had to – but I wanted – while I was writing the review, you know, I was praising, you know, obviously the game itself and, and you know, the, 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 I mean, it was just, it was super fun. It felt like a pure game. It wasn't yeah. a game that was like, you know, it didn't, I don't know how to put it into words. It's just like, it, it was, it was just super fun to play, yeah. you know, and, and it, it, there was nothing that it felt like was holding it back. And, uh, all, you know, all the difficulties I, you know, I felt were, uh, reasonable i felt like it was well balanced um but as, as i was writing the review i was praising 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 it and then i was like i can't finish this review yet so i was like hold on let me see if i can uh get the okay to be just a few you know just to be just a little bit late with the uh with the review uh, because i really wanted to see the switch first i didn't want to just be like yeah no this right. game is incredible but then like full disclosure not played on switch because right. most people are going to go to a nintendo only site well yeah because it's a nintendo site so that's what right. you <laughs> right right so um but man let me tell you um i played it i beat it on xbox one um and then we got it on switch uh I mean, I barely made it about an hour and a half in before I was like, I can't do this to oh, myself. Oh, you're better than me. I, I, I didn't even make it past the first level. I, oh, I, really? I was just like, nope. This you never is, made it off the ship? Nope, I never made it off the ship. I'm like, this is oh, bull crap. Because I'd seen videos of that, and then I looked at what I was playing. I'm like, nope. No, sir. This is done. not the same game. <laughs> but... Yeah, they have updated it since then. So yeah, they they have they have now. Granted, I haven't played it since they updated it, so I don't know how it's, it is. It's not as it's, it's still not as good as you know Xbox or PlayStation or PC, I mean, but it's bad. Right, I, I knew something was wrong right away within the first five minutes, actually, because when I was talking to, I forgot who Miriam was talking to, but the other guy that guy that is usually like at all, all the item shops yeah. or whatever, he uh, there was no background. No, the background didn't look. I was like, okay, cool. So we're just gonna, 
you know, everything started glitching out. Well, I walked out on the ship, and I'm like, this is right. supposed to be a rainstorm, and I'm supposed to see the water, and this and that. It's just like a gray haze of everything. I'm like, it's horrendous. This? Yeah, it was bad. It was horrendous. It was bad. And, and I was thinking, too, at the time where I was like, you know, this game was initially going to come out. You know, there was a Kickstarter goal, which it did reach. It was going to come out on Vita yeah. also. You know, I was like, if you could barely get this thing to run on Switch, I don't even want to know what this Vita version is going to look like. And it was just the all Vita because it was just Pong. Well, I, my only guess is it must be pretty easy to convert a game maybe over from you know, PlayStation 4, downgrade it to the Vita. Maybe. I don't know. Ooh. I mean, was it supposed to come out to the maybe. Wii U as well? Uh, it was actually, yeah. The Wii so. U, actually, yeah. Yeah, and then they canceled it because they wanted to. "Quote unquote," focus all resources on the switch. Which yeah, they didn't focus nothing on the switch. They had <laughs> three guys working on that on the switch. Right. Right. Like... But hey, look, at least they got it out on like my number nine. Well, so. that's true. You're right. <laughs> Smack! Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I love that game though. I love the art direction. Um, I think yeah. they knocked it out of the park, and I, I really hope that they make more sequels because man, that I mean, I think Bloodstained could be a, a, a start to. It laid a foundation for just such a, an incredible, you know, beautiful yeah. universe that's really going to fill that void for the lack of Castlevania yeah. because you know, Konami is going to Konami. So it's just sad that your pre-game that you brought out on the Switch was better than your main game on the Switch. It just man, really sticks right. <laughs> in my craw. <laughs> somebody, somebody says I love Bloodstained and I just roll my eyes. <laughs> it's like, it's, I liked it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I liked it too. I don't want to. It's just it's the, it, uh, it's one of those things where you have to clarify, right? Where it's just like not the Switch version, yeah, not the yeah, Switch yeah, version. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know, as soon as you say Bloodstain, I just go, Puh! <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, not including the Switch version, it's a phenomenal game. Yes, you're right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't get enough of it. And uh, yeah, no, it, it's super memorable too. And the soundtrack is incredible. Yeah, like, I have the soundtrack great. downloaded on my phone. And uh, sometimes I'll just be driving down the highway, you know, putting you know putting the bloodstains in the track on, and then I realize how bad of an idea that is. Uh, once the cops pull me over, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, I totally uh, understand that. <laughs> right, going to two hundred mph. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, number, uh, yeah, that's seven. Uh, so number seven is uh, wait, no, bloodstain was number seven. I, I can't count. No, this <laughs> okay. Last game was number eight. Number seven would be uh, Resident Evil Two for me. I actually um, just picked this up the other day. I usually don't pick up Resident. I don't usually don't go back and play Resident Evil games. I haven't liked sure. them in a long time. But sure. uh, everybody talking about this one and Redbox had it for like seven bucks on their, their oh, clearance yeah. sale. So I went, eh, what the heck? Right. <laughs> I haven't played it yet, it's... but I picked it up. <laughs> It's it's so it's not long honestly. Like even if you're playing it casually, it's not long. You yeah. beat it. You beat it in less than ten hours, eight hours probably at max. Yeah. Uh, so, I remember playing um, the two on the PS One or whatever. Right. I don't think. It was yeah, really I, long I've either. got it. I have started. I heard. It, I hear it can be pretty challenging. It can. It can for sure. Um, it gets super fun. It's so, it's so speed run friendly too, though. That's yeah, the thing. Like I've you know, because I always like it track your time so you always want to like it gives you that incentive like oh let me see if i can do better again let me see if i can do better again <laughs> um but uh it's it's such a great game and um you know i i think uh i mean that re engine man is something else they've really yeah. done some beautiful things with that engine um because i thought re7 looked good but then re2 comes out and it's just like yeah no we've 
updated a couple things if you haven't noticed. I'm like, Three will oh. be interesting to see. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but Resident Evil 2, there's just... While it was... You know, it, I'm one of those guys that, like... I don't know why. I still miss fixed camera angles. I miss them. I don't, you know. Yeah, well, it depends on the game for me. I know. Yeah, I could probably do that, but... It didn't work for for many games, that's for yeah. sure. But uh, Resident Evil was one of those few, because before Resident Evil 2 came out, you know, I, I every time a new Resident Evil comes out, I always marathon through all of them, or what I can before it comes out. Wow, and uh, I had played through... Yeah, I, I played through, uh, before 2 had come out, I, I made it mandatory to at least play through Zero and uh, uh, Resident Evil. And, uh, yeah, it just it felt weird for a second, you know. I mean, it's still very modern, but it just felt weird going from fixed camera angles to, you know, all of a sudden having free camera and everything's over the shoulder. Very Resident Evil 4-ish, I guess, you know. Um, but uh, Resident Evil 2, just in terms of its story and... Uh, it was the perfect balance of like horror and like action as well, yeah. um, which I think is why a lot of people love Resident Evil Four so much. Yeah. You know, it's just that perfect balance of everything. You know, um, you know they made the scares count, and then uh, when it was action packed, they made every moment of that count. You know, it was, um, you know, it was super immersive and um, just just such a, you know, the, not as many puzzles as I would have liked. That's the one thing I do miss is like. You know, there's not a big of an emphasis on puzzles um, on Resident Evil 2, and I, I can't imagine Resident Evil 3 is going to be any better. Um, so, but but you know, it, it worked for what it was, and uh, they did what they did well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I had to play it over like at least five, six times. So it was definitely a game that I enjoyed, and especially with the backlog that I have. I don't really like replay games anymore. You know, it's just like right. well, everything's kind of one done for me. Time, yeah. right. But Resident Evil Two was one of those ones where I was just like, no, "I gotta go back, man. I gotta go back." It was it was that good for me. So and I've never finished the first, the original Resident Evil Two. I think I only got like maybe a third of the way through. Same thing with RE Three. Uh, I know I beat it when it first came out, you know, years and years right. and years and years ago. But that's been so long, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even tell you anything about the story. Right. That's how long it's been. Really? Yeah. Well, it's been so I, I, long. You got to remember, I, probably, I played it when it originally came out. What was that like, nineteen ninety five or something like that? Ninety seven. Re two. I think Re two was ninety seven. I think Re three was ninety eight or ninety nine. Okay. Still, yeah. that was like yeah. seventeen years ago. Right. That was, a long time ago. <laughs> it was like a long time ago. It was like. I'm lucky to remember what I did two weeks ago, much less. No, I'm pretty sure the only RE game that I beat the crap a lot was RE4, which I beat three times on GameCube and four times on PS2. Right. Yeah. That's dedication. Way too much dedication. <laughs> I, I guess that's what you could call it, is dedication. I really, really liked that game back in the day. I saw my save, I think a couple summers ago, completely going off a tangent. I fired him up on my brother's like 70-inch TV just with like, you know, yeah. composite hookups. I was like, ooh. It's not H well. No. No, so no, no. Fetch me an HDMI cable. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'll I'll have to get around to playing too. It's on my list. It was cheap enough that I was like, all right. I'll yeah, it's it's gotten pretty cheap lately for sure. Uh so yeah, that would be that would be uh, number seven, Resident Evil Two. Um number six for me is uh, uh Fire Emblem Three Houses. 
Uh, I, I've always loved strategy RPGs, um, but Fire Emblem really kind of had, you know, it was it, the fact that it was so different, you know, compared to other Fire Emblems of like, okay, now here's a free moving, you know, fantasy Hogwarts, basically. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, it was such a fantastic, fantastic, compelling story that uh, was one of those things that was just filled with, you know, just a wide range of emotions, right? One one day you'll be upset, the next day you'll be happy, the next day you'll be sad, um, the next day you'll be like, you know, laughing like crazy. Um, it was, and all the characters like really meant something. I mean, there were two or three in there where I was just like, you don't need to be here at all. Um, why do you even go to the school? Um, <laughs> but uh, but most of them uh, were they were just so memorable, you know, and even. You know, people that you don't even talk to often. It's just like they still have this kind of distinct personality and this, this, you know, this distinct uh, kind of look and vibe about them that um, you know really makes them um, you know memorable in a lot of great ways. And uh, and the voice acting was great on everybody as well, really bringing those characters to life even further. And uh, one of my favorite things about that game also is just how different everyone's experiences can be. I mean, you have three houses to choose from, right? You have black eagles, blue lions, and then golden deer um so you know by default you're gonna have those, those three different stories but even but the more you play that game the, the, the and the deeper you go down like that rabbit hole it's things just start to unwind and everyone's gonna have such a unique experience because you know you, you have the ability to romance people you don't have to you know but you know you have that ability and you know everyone's with so many characters everyone's gonna have you know a different story with you know by them you know with whoever they romanced with, you know, if they, if they choose. And, uh, you know, then it depends on, you, you can recruit other people and then like their interactions are going to be different as well. And, you know, their loyalty to you as well as their original house and <clears throat> original house and stuff like that. So it's just so much can change <laughs> and evolve as you're playing through it. And that's, uh, you know, by the end of it all, it's no one's going to have the same playthrough, you know, you're going to have, you know, similar cutscenes and stuff like that because you know depending on which house you go into but otherwise everyone's gonna have such a different experience and it's so much fun to talk about that game um you know it's it's you know no different from like a choose your own adventure type right. game you know like a life is strange or you know like a telltale game and stuff like that only a lot more i guess i guess elaborate you know right uh, but uh yeah it's super super impressive and a game that i i still haven't been able to you know stop playing it's 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 really amazing. I think about those characters a lot too. They were very powerful characters. So, um, and arguably the best Fire Emblem to me in a long time I know, a, since Awakening, at least. I so. have a friend on Switch that has put like a hundred and fifty-seven hours into it, or mm-hmm. something like that. It's like that's wild. Yeah, yeah he's like that's... he plays, keeps playing it, playing it, playing it. Playing yeah, playing it. <laughs> it's it's fantastic, and it's it's a great entry point too for people who maybe just aren't familiar with strategy RPGs. Right. That and um, you know, it's got such a wide range of things to do in that game that um, you know, it's it's good for a lot of different audiences and demographics. Really, you know, it's very much a you know. Uh, it, very much a game that has plenty of variety that fits a lot of play styles, I yeah. think. Um, and they did really well with that. Um, I, my, I, granted, that's not you know to say I don't have issues with it. I, I think you know much like most, if not all, Nintendo games, I'm sick and tired of no 
like anti-aliasing at all. Like that game has like some of the most severe jaggies I've ever seen, ever. Yeah. Um, and it it dry it just drives me crazy. I don't know why they have this disdain towards smoothing out edges, mm-hmm. but everyone just looks like a terribly cut out you know yeah, yeah. piece of paper. It just drives it drives me nuts. Uh, but that's it, you know, just little technical graphical things like that. But otherwise, the game itself was, I mean, absolutely brilliant. So, um, so yeah, uh, number five uh, for me would, uh, which came out of nowhere. I remember it was announced, and the moment it was announced, I think it was actually announced a couple of years ago, but it was re-announced um, at uh, Gamescom, and then it came out like literally right after they announced it, like that, like five minutes after they said it was here, um, was uh, Erica. Erica really surprised me because here's this, you know, FMV game that's, you know, I'm not usually most of those games to me aren't, aren't that good. Those like, you know, here's, yeah. uh, here's they're this live because act. they're really cheesy or silly usually. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. But Erica had, was such, I'm big on like supernatural stuff too. So like, and Erica kind of had that kind of like dark, uh, tone to it that was like very appealing to me and uh it was so clean how they did everything the user interface and uh it, with so many different story routes and with such a compelling story too i kept playing that game over and over and over again i haven't gotten the platinum yet but i would like to soon. uh <laughs> but because uh, there's there's a lot of different routes and stuff you can take um but like man and the the, the game slash film is beautifully shot beautifully shot like i don't know what cameras they use but the whole time i'm playing this and i'm just like i it's just the cinematography is just so good it's so so good and uh the writing and just all the routes and stuff you can take and i was surprised by after i started doing more routes i was like oh man that happens if you don't do that. that's insane you know and uh seeing everyone's kind of own experience with it as well is is, is something else and it's been you know i'm i'm i usually don't buy games like you know on impulse, but this was one of those games. Where I was like, I don't know, and it was only ten dollars. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. It was on PSN, ten dollars. I was like, why not? This game looks like it's something that I would enjoy. And sure enough, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, and I, I, I fell in love with it. And uh, you know, I think what was it? Uh, the director, I think his name was like Jack Attridge or something like that. He, uh, he was, he tweeted something recently about like Erica became super successful to the point where some i don't think it was sony directly but it was some company some publisher that was just like we're just going to keep funding you if you can you know are consistent with making you know great stuff like yeah. this so you know and, and from a studio that was you know as small as them you know that's a pretty big achievement so i'm, I'm definitely happy for them and uh because now they can really be like you know make these super you know big uh you know re- basically realize their vision more without having to worry about you know, cutting costs and right. stuff like that because, you know, they don't have the funds to maybe, you know, maybe, you know, that they're a little more uh, ambitious than, you know, their funds allow them to be. So right. uh, now they don't have to worry about this. So that's awesome. So, yeah, uh, that was that was number five. Um, number four for me is uh, this techno came out at the end of 2018, but because it was so late, like it was probably like December 28th of 2018. Um, but I still count it as a 2019 game. Um, so uh, for number four for me is uh, Grizz. Um, Grizz, I remember playing it, and 
you know, it, it still feels like this was just yesterday that I just finished <laughs> it. But um, the colors and the fact that everything was hand drawn and how just stunning and beautiful that game is, and how everything kind of complemented each other. The, the music complemented the scenery. The scenery complemented the music. The characters complemented the world. Um, but it was this ever shifting, um, you know themed world it's weird to call it a platformer i mean it technically is you know being a side-scrolling platformer but um it was such a unique experience that reminded me of my first time playing journey and uh because journey kind of had that kind of surreal you know by the end of it anyways you know it kind of a nice bite-sized game two hours usually not more than that right and by the end of it just being like oh my god just how it affects you you know, uh, it just, it, it makes you think a lot, you know, it's one of those very, uh, evocative games that, um, I, 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 you know, I'm just, I like, I like things that make me think, you know, I like yeah. to think. So, um, and Grizz was one of those games that by the end of it was just such a beautiful, beautiful work of art. And, uh, uh, yeah, that was another one of those games, much similar to like life is strange where it's just like, I couldn't play anything for a couple of days afterwards. Cause it just like, for a game that had no dialogue that said absolutely nothing it still said so much um, like there was yeah. there was nothing was said it was pure imagery you yeah. know pure imagery pure music and um so similar to journey you know similar to stuff like flower as well so and uh but by the end once it all comes together you're just like i mean you know because you don't give it much thought you know like while i was playing the game i was like yeah this is a beautiful game but by the end when it all hits you it was like so overwhelming <laughs> for me and i was just like no yeah. oh my god i couldn't play games for a couple of days and i was just like i don't know why i keep doing this to myself yeah i just picked this one up so i'm looking forward to play through it because i like the art style whenever i see like some clips and stuff of it so i'm like that'll be a fun one to play through yeah. yeah it's it's absolutely stunning and um honestly i mean i bought it you know when it had it it had come out and it was worth every single penny every time i see it on sale on the e-shop i'm just like can i like buy this again please <laughs> or at least like gift it to people i would love to gift it to people um, like me that's a game dreamcast I think systems there's somebody on every time i yeah. see a dreamcast system for sale it's like you know what i might buy that why do i need to right. buy that i already have two and i have a ton of games but you know what i'm compelled to buy it for some reason so. <laughs> yeah i still because i love dream Dreamcast forever one of my favorite systems yeah. and it doesn't like make that. sense it's like there was one on facebook marketplace this evening and i looked at nikki and i went is it sad that they 60 dollars with a couple games and i kind of want to buy it she goes do you need it i go no i've got two <laughs> She just looked at me. I'm like, I don't understand it either. I said, I just feel compelled to buy this. It's like, isn't, isn't, isn't there a Digital Foundry did a wonderful video about like a yes. modded Dreamcast where you can play like an HD version of everything? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and you can, you can get HDMI out. You can get it modified, right. and everything's 1080p. And you right. can take the drive out and put a memory card in there and play games right. off the memory card and so. SD card. It's like. It's the greatest system ever. <laughs> if there's ever a Dreamcast Mini, I you oh. better believe that's getting. Bought. I'm in. I'm buying two of them. them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're gonna buy oh, enough man. Dreamcast Mini to sculpt a full size Dreamcast. That's right. But anyway, so we got way off your track there. But yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you said that, so, I'm well, like, yeah, I do. Is Dreamcast is amazing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. It's just uh, long story short. Grizz is an absolutely fantastic game, and it actually did win 
Uh, it won a award. I don't think it yeah. won more than one award, but it did win a award at the Game Awards this yeah, year. I can't remember which one it was. If it was like best new indie game or something like that. Something I can't remember, but I did or best see art direction. Or, yeah, maybe best, best art direction. That may, that sounds yeah, more which makes that. sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. I remember but, seeing it win. Yeah, it was one of those ones they didn't even have like a presentation for. They were just like, nah, and the yeah. winner is, you know. Like, Games for Impact. Ah, that's it. There you go. That's the one. Gotcha. Yeah, well, it, it impacted me, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I was, I was a mess by the end of it. Uh, what a work of art that game is. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, number four. Uh, and uh, let me see here. So uh, number three is um, a game that I, I don't know why I keep playing it, because... I always feel like I'm going to get an aneurysm, but it's Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's... Well, you've only put like 300 hours in it. I've seen how many, how long yeah, you've been playing it. Yeah, we don't have to It's like I turn on my Switch and I'm just like, well, let's see who's online playing what. Oh, Dennis is playing Super Mario Maker again. Let's see how many hours he's up to now. 375. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like I guess we don't have to talk about that, but, you know. We can bring it up. That's, That's all right. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, got to no, have it's... a vice. It's fine. <laughs> and the thing is, is too, is like I keep, I keep telling – so I, I finally beat a level the other uh, week that I've been literally trying to beat since September, and I finally beat it. Oh, my god! Yeah, I've been working months on this level. I was that determined. Wow. And, uh, like, we're talking, like, because this level consisted of, like, pixel-perfect jumps where, like, if you move even left or right, everything had to be frame-perfect, just right. about. And, uh, but I was determined to beat it because it was, it, was, it was a really well-designed level. But it was one of those levels also where it's just like, I, I can't let this get the best of me. You know, like, I mean, I've, I've, like, I've quit. I got this. Yeah, it's like, I, I've, I, you know, I've quit levels before mainly because, like, a lot of them are just, like, unfortunate trash, right. you know. But this was a level that was so well-designed where it's just like, no, nah, I mean, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. <laughs> try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Um, it, like, I was addicted to it. And, um, and then finally, months later, you know, I, I am proud to announce that I have beat it. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, proud to announce that I'm officially retiring from Super Mario. Well, and, and that's the interesting thing is because, like, I said time and time again, I was like, when I beat this level, I will uninstall this game yeah. because I don't need to play anymore after this. I didn't. I, 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 I didn't. I saw you streaming it the other night. It's fine. Yeah. I, I was, I was, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 still there. Unfortunately, I still I, I feel like it's a it's scary because I feel like if I uninstall it, right? Let's just say I, like I go to bed, I wake up the next morning, there it is back in my home menu, just yeah, like, yeah. just waiting yeah. for me. Because <laughs> you like, woke up in the middle of the night in your sleep, and you didn't even realize it. You're over here. That's how you this played. That, that's how you played so much of it. You were asleep when you played a lot of it. <laughs> it's it's going to end up being a creepy pasta. Just yeah. like I deleted it, and the next morning it was there again. I don't know what happened. Burn my <laughs> switch, <all>. burn it. <laughs> I bought. I like. I buy another switch. There it is, pre-installed. Yeah. Just waiting for me. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I'm sorry, I thought you guys said this was a new system, not a used one. It is new. Why? It is. Mario Maker 2 is pre-installed on here, just, and so is my account. I don't know how that happened. Standing at ga- set the GameStop. Oh, I'll just go ahead and open this here while we're talking. Rich! <laughs> I would, I, like, the only way for me to, like, and even then I wouldn't trust it probably. Like, I would probably have to make a switch from scratch myself yeah. just to make sure, like, it wasn't there, you know? Uh, like, take me to the to the warehouse, please. Yeah, 
It is a great game, though. It really is. We it, it is, and, teams, you know, but it is. It is really, really good. Yeah, it's it's what you know. It's I've always loved Mario. Like Mario is probably arguably my favorite series of all time. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I, I speed run Mario sixty four, and uh, you know, I I uh, I'm currently learning how to speed run um, uh, Mario Odyssey as well. So yeah. it's it's. I just love Mario in general. It's it, all those games make me so happy and they feel yeah. good, you know. And I, I play I play a lot of weird, dark shit too. As you know, in case my top ten hasn't, you know, you know, been any indication between a Plague Tale, Gears Five, Bloodstained, Resident Evil, you know, it's all yeah. dark stuff. So Mario's like my my go to place if I want to smile a bit, you know. <laughs> so. Cheer up a little bit. It's all right. There's nothing wrong with that for sure. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'll always. I'll always love uh, the Mario games, and Mario Maker Two is literally pretty much an endless Mario experience, yeah. you know. So that's the beautiful thing about it, and um, it has a story. So yeah, you got actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, God. that's the other that's thing. Right. It actually has a you know the the one for the Wii U didn't. You know, it was just strictly yeah. you know download uh, that's right. stuff or make your own, and this one actually mm-hmm. had a story and all that. And now I haven't even played it since the update because now you can do Zelda stuff in there, right? Oh my God, yeah. There's been, there, yeah, that's been taking some adjustments just because of how new it is. But there have been some incredible levels people have made. People have made like full on recreations already of Ocarina of Time, uh, which you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, but, that's not surprise me. Yeah, like people have made that. I need to jump uh, back in it just to see those things that they've done because it beautiful. blows my mind it's beautiful. how people do that. I just, I yeah, don't like understand. like the ones like yeah, just go on the popular. I mean, I usually don't like to go on the popular tab, but like when that new update came out, I was just like, let me just see what people have like really well designed with Zelda stuff yeah. so far. So I went I went on the popular tab, which I never go to, and uh, sure enough, the first thing was like some Ocarina of Time related uh, level. And uh, it was such a stunning level, like the theme of it and the way they designed everything and the usage of, of Link and uh, um, and all his different abilities. He has, he has, you know, the arrows, of course, the sword, right. the bombs, and the puzzle aspects of it were just, oh, my God, they were so well done. Man, so well done. I, so. I got to re-download just to check that out. I don't have it installed on my on my, uh, on my my light. I have it on my main system. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that is, that is my number three. Um, my... Number two, which I kept thinking was going to be my number one, but then I thought about it, and I was like, "No, you can't be," for for a couple of reasons. But for a couple of reasons. But my number two uh, is uh, Death Stranding. Oh, I'm shocked. I am shocked. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I thought that was going to be number one. I know. I know. Don't get to punch that number uh, on my bingo card. Dang, got it. <laughs> <laughs> It was almost number one. Yeah. It was almost number one. I was, um, when you got down to the last three, I'm like, okay, it could be any one of these could be number one. I don't know <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, I've never played anything like it. I really haven't, you know. And it was one of those interesting games that, like, I've. It's the perfect representation to me of yin and yang, you know, of just being, you know, you're stressed and then you feel serene, you know, you know, you're happy and then you're sad. You're you know you're laughing and then you're screaming and it's the story was just so beautifully put together and uh you know you really feel that evolution which i think is what kojima was going for of like you know he was like you know when humans you know began to use tools they started with like a stick you know and then they used like rocks and stuff and then we made a wheel and then you know we grew from there and it was super interesting that like now talking about it that is actually what it felt like of just like being able to walk and then like you didn't have bb at first right so you whenever bts would come up 
um, you know, you just kind of have to use your kind of best, uh, you know, best judgment on how, how to avoid them. And then you got BB and then like, you know, that connection to the other side. And then you got a ladder to kind of help you, you know, you know, traverse from like one cliff to another, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, and then eventually, you know, you did get ropes and then you did get a wheel and then you did get, you know, the ability to not just have to walk everywhere. You could just finally drive, you know, right. Um, one thing I do have to mention though, it's not on my top 10 or anything, but I beat days gone the other day. And, uh, that game was longer than it needed to be. And also that game, you know, you ride around in a motorcycle majority of the time and yet somehow, and you're only in one state, you're only in Oregon, right? And yet somehow days gone, it felt like more of a chore than death strain where I have to walk all across America (laughs) and, and and I, 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 but Days Gone was still a great game though. But it was uh, but like man, I was just by the end of it, I I, I found myself frequently saying, "When is this game going to end?" Because yeah. it just felt like it kept it kept going on and on and on. Brilliant game though. But um, but yeah, Death Stranding like just Death Stranding never made me feel like when is this going to end, you know? But it did have its moments of like where things just got super turbulent and um, you know, where you're just like, "Oh my god, this is this is insane." But it was by the end of it all, it's just once it clicks and once it all you know the story really comes together um it's such a beautiful experience i've never really played anything like it um so uh you know not i mean look i'm not gonna say it's the game of the generation you know i mean i but uh i love all the new ideas it tried to bring in and uh yeah it was just such a unique experience that i mean it's hard to say even you know, any more than that because it's one of those games also where it's, it's hard to explain right i mean I mean, even with trailers, people were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no one knew what they were looking at because Kojima. But it is one of those games where it's hard to explain, hard to really talk about why I truly loved it because it's one of those things that needs to be experienced, you know, versus, uh, you know, but you also need to have a commitment to it as well. You know, I'm not going to pretend like it's going to click with everyone. It's not. It's not. But, um, but man, if if you if you are one of the people that it does click with, I think, and and you make it to the end, and you see those credits roll four times, five times, because <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, <sighs> every time he made you think it was over, even with the credit sequence, and nope, I, yeah, I saw the credits roll four times. Oh, it was um, but uh, by the end of it all, once it clicks, you know, you're like, wow, wow, you know, it's really thought provoking, and um, you know, really. It's just really something else. It's a beautiful experience. It really is, especially by the end. You know, it's it's really beautiful. So, uh, but yeah, my number one uh, is. I, I mean, I was surprised when I was listening it out, but I was like, you know what, man? Like this makes sense just because of how grand of a time I had with it, and you know, even whether you're playing it or watching it, it's such a, a, a you know amazingly fun time. Uh, my number one is uh, it. It is Luigi's Mansion Three. It it I. I couldn't have it not be my number one. Um, it was, I've always been a big fan of the Luigi's Mansion series. And uh, one, Luigi's Mansion 1 has always been one of my favorite games. And Luigi's Mansion 2 was fine. It was still a good game, but it was, it started taking the more Mario type of level design where it's just like, they started splitting it into worlds, if you will, but each world was its own mansion. You know, so a very small condensed mansion where you had, you know, little tasks to do here and there um, that they can be completed fairly quickly. 
versus Luigi's Mansion 1, which Luigi's Mansion 3 was more like, which was like, here's this one gigantic building for you to just kind of go through and, uh, you know, and, and kind of in like a Metroidvania-esque style too, you know. Go here, you know, oh, there's a locked room. Okay, then you go another way, and then you beat a boss, you get a key. Oh, that key fits for that one locked room I couldn't go through before. And then you get an item, and it's just like, oh, that item, that, that ability can help me access this area, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, we had Luigi's Mansion 3 was very much that style, and every floor was so beautifully designed, so intricate that uh, yeah, every floor is memorable. And uh, yeah, it was just such a great time. All the cutscenes, the animations, that's what really got me really is the animations and how clean everything is yeah. um it just it really does look like a pixar film um and uh and the detail too like every time they do a close-up of luigi seeing the lining on his you know on his overalls and his hat and whatnot and you know every strand of hair on his mustache even more so than mario odyssey mario odyssey was very gorgeous but luigi's mansion had such detail that yeah. like i was like oh my god man like these people like, I'm always afraid because I was thinking about this during the Wii U era too, where I'm just like, I'm, I mean, like, it, photorealism is cool, but for like Mario and Luigi and all them, like, how it's gonna be weird seeing them in such a lifelike manner, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can make them more and more detailed, sure, but it's, uh, you know, when do we reach that point of like, okay, we need to. We need to just stop with the details. Like you can see the pores on his skin when they sneeze. You see the snot coming down. Like it's just, it's it's too much, you know. Um, but uh, it's it's really awesome to see though, and that game is just absolutely stunning, both in handheld and in uh, TV mode. Uh, but I, it was such a magical time, and it wasn't. I haven't hadn't really had that magical feeling since Mario Odyssey, yeah. um, and uh, it was such a phenomenal time with it. And uh, I hundred percented it. I had to. I couldn't. I couldn't put that game. That was another one of those games, much like Bloodstained, where I just couldn't put. That. It just felt so good. The pacing was great. Yeah. The boss fights were super unique too. They weren't. Uh, I think that's one thing Luigi's Mansion always kind of suffered from was like a lot of bosses felt similar. It was like okay, light them up and then suck them in, you know. Yeah. But this one was like you had like mini games within these bosses and each one had like a certain type of strategy to it and they all felt very distinct from each other and uh, the level design especially i'm big on level design and i think that's what really got me it's just each floor was just so 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 beautiful and intricate so um and just with such the great time that i had with it it it, it has to be my game of the year yeah. you know beating out death strain and you know i i, I mean like i you know again i felt stressed playing luigi's mansion at many times but it wasn't you know, death straining stressed of just like, man, I got to hold up. I'm in, you know, North Carolina now. You're telling me I got to walk to Wisconsin. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, that's a little much, you know, versus Luigi's mansion where it's just like, I just click a button on an elevator. We're there. That's cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my uh, game of the year is Luigi's mansion three. Cool. Um, um, I'll just I actually run... do have a couple. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. No, go. go ahead. I forgot. You said you had a couple honorable mentions. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, just, just a couple actually. I actually, yeah, just really quickly. I'm not gonna like go on like, <coughs> big explanation about them, but uh, but yeah, just a quick, a few quick honorable mentions. I do have like a bunch here, but I'm only gonna list the important ones. Um, uh, Oninaki, Oninaki was uh, super interesting. That game was like it was like imagine if like Bravely, Bravely Default met with like you know I am sets you know I am Setsuna, but like had like a very deep uh message about it too it was very philosophical very very beautiful game um and then uh star wars uh, jedi fallen order for sure would be an honorable mention 
Um, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening was that game was amazing. Yeah, um, some of and uh, let me see. Uh, and Spirit Hunter actually, Spirit Hunter was really, really great, really great visual novel and uh, Control World War Z, uh, which that game had no right being as good as it was. I felt World War Z, <laughs> like you know, being a but. I had a stupid amount of fun with it, yeah. and uh, and uh, yeah, and then Pokemon Pokemon Sword and Shield actually, I put that on there. You know, um, it was definitely better than Sun and Moon, but that wasn't going to be hard to do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, uh, but I still had my my issues with it. But overall, you know, I had, I had a fun time. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, by the time I you know the credits rolled, I was just like, that was fun. Yeah. I genuinely had fun. You know, but it it still doesn't have that meatiness that i wish it had to you know once i was done with it i was just i mean i'll probably go back at some point and continue it but um you know in terms of post game and stuff i was just kind of over it the moment the credits rolled i was like we're we're done here um but uh but the characters were great and uh i i think you know pokemon masters i think kind of spoiled me a little bit you know because for a mobile game, for some reason, to me, that game looks better than Pokemon Sword and Shield. And uh, I like the big emphasis on the characters. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I kind of wish Sword and Shield kind of took that route because it just kind of made the world a lot more, uh, I guess, well, maybe not the world, but it, you felt a better connection with everyone. And not to mention, like, Pokemon Masters actually has a little bit of voice acting in it yeah. versus Sword and Shield where yeah. it's just nothing. It's just dead text. You know, um, so, but, uh, yeah, I saw my issues with it, especially it being 2009. There's just so many other great, as a, as a JRPG, so many other great feature-rich RPGs that you don't really need to, and this is coming from a big Pokemon fan that's been playing since day one, you just, Sword and Shield isn't that important, you know, um, compared to, you know, Dragon Quest Eleven S came out earlier this year. You have Witcher 3 on Switch now if you would prefer to play it there, you know, it's... Uh, you know uh, uh, the you know the Digimon collection with Cyber Sleuth and Hacker's Memory. Those are great games. They did Pokemon better than Pokemon did. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, and then um, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Those are just a few of my. I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it. But yeah, those are the most notable ones for me. So. There was a lot of games this year. There really was. I'll just I'll just breeze through my list yep. real quick because it's getting late. But uh, of course, Outer World, Fallen Order, War Groove, Pokemon Shield, Control, Astral Chain. Uh, some of the ones that I had on my list that you guys didn't. Link's Awakening. I love that game. I just love the art style have and it. the gameplay. Haven't great. opened it. Oh, man. You got to open it. It's great. Um, Yakuza 6. I'm a big Yakuza fan. 6 was awesome. I finally got a display thing to put some stuff in, so I busted oh, out yeah. my glasses from my collector's edition, put them in my glass case so they look all nice and people walk by and can see them. Uh, but I love that game. I love all the Yakuza games, but I, I like that one especially. 100%. Um, North Guard for the Switch is a really, really cool strategy RPG with uh, you know, a Celtic uh, story to it. A North, I've been wanting to play that. Yeah, it's, it's super good. If you can find it, they made a physical copy at GameStop. If you can find the physical copy on Switch, it's it's been on sale a couple times on the uh, GameStop deal of the days for like 20 25 bucks if you right. want it physically. So. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? New Mario Brothers. Uh, you i love that game on the on the wii u and when it came to the switch i was like yep and to me that's one of the best mario games uh that they've had out uh dragon quest 11s 
I love that game a lot more than I thought I would. I love Japanese RPGs, but that game is just... I've, I've put a lot of hours into it, and I, I still haven't even come close to finishing it, but... Um, it's it's, 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 it's a big one. Yeah. That game is a big one. Yeah, but it's it's super fun, super fun. And the last one I put on is of the oddest of the oddballs, uh, Sega Ages Virtua Racing. If you have never played Virtua Racing in the arcade, this is M2's remastered version on the Switch, and it is absolutely awesome. Um it's the game that I play when I have like 10 minutes to play or I'm right before bed and I'll race a couple of races of virtue racing. I love it. And, uh, but I, I played it in the arcade. I played it on the 32 X, uh, played it on the Sega Saturn. Um, but the, the, this version of it that M2 did on the switch for the Sega ages collection is fantastic. And you can get it on sale for like $5 a lot of times. So pick it up. It's just fun. Just to, if you got a few minutes to kill before you go to bed or go to work, and you just want something to play, just to wind down. It's great. That, that, that's that's just like me with Crazy Taxi. Yeah. That's how I am with Crazy Taxi. I can pick up and play Crazy Taxi. Yeah, that's the way it was with you know with with this one. Crazy Taxi is that way too. Right. Virtual Racing. It's like I'm the soon as the Shinobi is coming out sometime when the Sega Ages. So I'm totally that'll be yeah. my next one to go to. It's like yep. I'll be playing that one. It's already out in Japan, but I refuse to buy it in Japan unless they don't bring it out on the eShop in the U.S. So I'm holding off. Fingers crossed. So. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our what we've been playing, our favorite things from 2019. Um, if you guys you know have any uh, games that weren't on the list that you played, feel free to you know tweet us or email us or leave a comment on YouTube or whatever. You know, uh, let us know what we left off that you might have played um, that you liked um hopefully like i said i'm hoping two weeks we could do a show and maybe we talk about the game of the decade some of the couple of the games that we think are the standout games of the decade i know there's a lot of ps4 and xbox or ps5 and xbox series x talk going on and stuff like that who knows maybe by the time we record next sony will have some huge press conference where they spill all their beans i don't know we'll, we'll see. they should have called it the xbox pc tower i like it though i really like the <laughs> I, design. I, it's just, I like it a lot yeah. i yeah. mean it just looks kind of like a small pc tower yeah i hope it's not plastic i hope it's metal but i know it'll be plastic but i really it want it to metal. be metal i just i want it to be metal <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, it, just, it, it'll be metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a feeling it's be metal. And it was some of the stuff that I saw today in the digital. Every fabric, time you boot it up, there's a guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm I. It's like I always said in Destiny. Uh, my favorite gun to use was the Ace of Spades, and they always they always missed an opportunity for every time I whip that game out to have Motorhead singing Ace of Spades. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone would <laughs> mod that into the PC version in probably. two seconds. Yeah, they probably either that or they probably did it on uh, YouTube. I could probably find a video of you know somebody yeah. using their Ace of Spades. Or... Easy to do a video editing. Oh yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So um, check back with us in two weeks. You know, hopefully I won't be too far away from home that I can check in and we could do a show. But uh, so hopefully we'll have all kinds of good stuff to talk about after first of year. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, and we will catch you all next year. We'll catch you next year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Later.
Well, that's it for this week's show, guys. Thanks so much for listening and subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out on Twitter. Uh, the site's Twitter feed is at GL underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JCMeadows94. Eric's at, at Cube00. Nathaniel is at Polygon underscore Wizard. And Robert is at BobbyB underscore 87. We also live stream this podcast uh, recording uh, over at twitch.tv slash thegamerslounge. Um, you can hang out in the chat, um, catch the stream early. Um, we do a little pre-recording talk where we just talk about nonsense uh, or what's on our minds. And we talk a little bit after the recording of the show, too. Um, it's a great way to interact with us. Um, we could take your questions live, interject your comments into the show. Um, and if you're a regular listener, uh, you know, uh, just by listening to this podcast that, uh, you can hear that. So please, uh, check us out on Twitch, uh, let it run in the background, uh, so you can listen to it before it hits iTunes and, uh, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, you can also support us through Twitch. Uh, we are now Twitch affiliates, so you can subscribe to us. If you're an Amazon prime member and you are also a Twitch member, link that account. Amazon gives you a free prime membership uh each month to a uh, twitch streamer of your choice for free um that does help us pay the bills and keep the lights on uh, matt streams every wednesday uh on the uh, twitch channel um and he picks a different game um sometimes what he may be reviewing uh what he may be into uh and you know sometimes i may uh be jumping in with him on some games uh we both have uh, review codes for wild west online as soon as that uh alpha opens back up again so we could play it we are going to do some live streams of me and him playing together which will be pretty cool um i'm also going to be streaming some uh live uh retro games on there as well i have uh, everything set up for that i just need to find some time so please if you want to uh, hear new content and uh, continue to help us to grow and support us check us out over at twitch and feel free to subscribe uh, especially if you get that free twitch prime account um, yeah definitely you want to subscribe and help us out it helps like i said it helps keep the lights on Guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it so much. Um, if you have any feedback for the show or have any questions, um, our email address is podcast at the-gamers-lounge.com. We also have a website uh, of the same address uh, where you can check out news, reviews, uh, previews, uh, opinion articles, and other uh, great video gaming content there. Uh, and we appreciate all the support. Um, be sure to uh, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your uh, podcasts at. Uh, we would appreciate it. The more reviews we get, the higher it pushes us up um, to get on that front page uh, so more people can hear the show. Guys, once again, I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you again next time.
This podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.